Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au. Predict Australia's score with a crystal ball. And it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au. Predict Australia's score with a crystal ball. And it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Stock up for Christmas at Chemist Warehouse. Find Ralph Lauren Polo Red 75ml for just $79.99. This is Baz and Izzy for breakfast on ECNZ. Good morning, you're listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SCNZ Thursday, the 16th of December. It is D-Day, the day we fly in. Well, I fly into Auckland and Baz is driving. We get to reunite, my brother, tonight. We've got dinner. We're going to we catch up tonight and then we're going to reunite with the team tomorrow morning and smash out our last show together. Looking forward to it. Fano up there in Auckland. It's just after six o'clock here on Baz and Izzy for breakfast. So hope you're safe. She's pretty wet and uh, rainy down here in Autotahi Christchurch. She's a bit of a flood zone out there. So if you're down these ways, stay safe. Look after yourselves. It's um, there's a lot of water around. Had a bit of, quite a few ra- bit of rain over the night overnight. So hopefully everyone's all right. It's not as big as the I think it was May when the rivers were flooding back then. And um, but um, still stay safe. Anyway, we've got a good show for you today for our Thursday show. New Zealand Rugby Awards were held last night on Sky Sport with Sevens and our Golden Girls particularly. Sarah Hidden notching up three major awards, including the big one, Cal Tremaine Memorial Player of the Year. Second woman only to Kendra Coxedge. She received that a few years ago. So well done to Sarah Hidden and the girls. They actually knocked up quite a few awards throughout the night, so well done to them. But it was Richie Moonga who won back-to-back Super Rugby Player of the Year who will join us this morning at about 7am. Looking forward to chatting to Richie Moonga this morning, Super Rugby Player of the Year. And it's time to talk some EPL as there's lots going on as COVID is running rampant through the league. Our good man, Harry Simeo, will join us to chat about the latest and the EPL over in England. And well, staying with the English theme, 8 o'clock hour we have dedicated to the Ashes, the greatest rivalry in cricket. England have made the changes, Baz predicted. Broad and Anderson are in. 
but at the expense of Woods, who for me was one of the picks in the first match. He bowled extremely well, I thought. Um, so I'm looking forward to chatting to you about that. Potentially, Bears, potentially Bears, leaving Jack Leach out. I know he's a spin bowler, he's a, he's a good spin bowler for, for England, but could that have been an option? Add another seam bowler and then leave Leach out. I could have seen that going. They pumped Leach. He looked horrible, and they looked like they just attacked him and, and made him look average. So looking forward to chatting to you about that uh, throughout the morning. And as always, we want to hear from you at home, double eight, double three on the text line, or give us a call on the Ken Artire phone line, 0800-150-811, and we'll talk all things sport. We're going to talk rugby. We're going to talk cricket. And we might even chuck in a bit of racing there and a bit of football EPL. Lots going on in the world. That's our second to last show. Anyway, good morning, team there in Auckland. Joe and Kez, Trudy and Louie. And i uh, going to go to my good mate, my good friend, up there in Matamata. I look forward to seeing you tonight, my brother. Baz Skip McCullum. How are you, my brother? I'm good, brother. I'm good. Very good morning to you. Good morning to everyone up in Auckland as well. Look forward to seeing you all. Probably not this afternoon, but because you'll be sleeping or doing whatever it else that we do on a Thursday afternoon. But I look forward to seeing you tonight. Is looking forward to having mm-hmm. a bit of dinner, mm-hmm. catching up, what's been going on in your world, and reconnecting. It'll be good fun, mate. And then we're there tomorrow. Boom! Big last show. Yeah, get the job done. A little Friday tipple early in the morning, then straight to the pub. That's pretty much the yeah, the plan. I know you got a couple of things on, but that'll be my oh, plan anyway. Man, I'm gutted. I'm gutted. No, I've got I've got two hours post show. Post show, I've got. We'll finish at nine. I've got two hours before I have to bet this thing at, uh, from eleven till twelve. So we'll <laughs> we're straight to have a coffee. Honestly, <laughs> we'll have coffee and we'll take Joe and he can get his half a bagel and. That'll fill them up, and here we go, mate. We'll, we'll just really reconnect and really sink into the day. I am excited. Excited is an understatement, and I know you're excited, but we. I think we've kind of, well, on my behalf, I've kind of undersold it to the wife. You know, I've, I've talked it down and kind of what kind of situation I'm really <laughs> going into. Um, I've really set the bar low. But, you know, her expectations are, oh, cool, they're going to have a nice lunch and just really sink into the day. And she's but not knowing me, <laughs> she's definitely not listening. I know who's listening is Lois. Lois I had dinner with last night. That is Mark Jones' mum, and she listens to our show every day. She loves the show. She'll be listening. And last night she told Daisy everything. Told Daisy everything I say <laughs> on the show. And I was like, Lois, don't do that. <laughs> So, yeah, she's not listening, mate. But I'm excited. Looking forward to seeing you, brother. Yeah, you too. You too, mate. It'll be good fun, actually. Look forward to seeing everyone. So, yeah, it'll be a good couple of days, and then uh, and then we'll be clocked off for for the uh, for the summer. And I heard yesterday afternoon who's going to be jumping on summer for a summer breakfast. Louis, oh. is that is that right? Is Kempy jumping on? Is that who it was? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Next week, Tony Kemp, uh, old Kempy, who we've had on the show a, a fair bit. Um, he's obviously hard crack. He's always good for some information and a hot take, and uh, he's dipping the toes. So next week, 6 till 10, Kempy and me, and then I'm not sure post that. I know Ricardo's jumping, and I don't know how far Kempy goes into the 
into the summer. Um, I see Just Ask Me is in this weekend as well in the group two at Awapuni. And if there's a bit of water around, which there is, it's got to be a real hot crack. So, yeah, looking forward to spending a bit of time with Kempi. Yeah, that scoop came courtesy of MacGyver, Stephen MacGyver, his show. So that, oh, did uh, he announce that, did he? That's good of him. Well, I heard him talking to him yesterday. Yeah, I sort of thought, gee, he really climbed his way up the pecking order here at SCNZ. So that all happened pretty quick. <laughs> anyway, um, <laughs> so that'll be great. You guys are well, out. You guys have a good time. Thinking. We love Kempi. Kempi's a legend. Four hours. Four hours. Like, love this. Love what I do. Love what I do. But four hours, another hour, bears like that. Louis, how are you going to handle that? Have you thought about it, Louis? I mean, I can't quite tell right now if I'm being, <laughs> if you're just like trying to just like needle me hard out. Or, I don't, how do I play this, Bez? Do I just go straight back? Nah, four hours is great. Or should I fight back? <laughs> nah, it'll be, it'll be all right. It'll be good. What we'll do is we'll be, um, as I said, we're, we're going to do bits of everything. It won't be stock standard. And we'll, of course, we'll try to replay some of our best bits throughout the year as well, because you're right, four hours is a long time is. And, yeah. um, we'll, you know, we'll play back our Warney chat, for example. Um, we'll play back our chats with Phil Tufnell, kind of Sonny Bill Williams when we caught up with him and talked about kind of his life. Mm. All those those real grouse chats we've had throughout the year with legends of sport you guys have managed yeah. to drum up onto the show. So we'll roll those out maybe one or two a day. And um, yeah, and then, you know, bearing in mind, Izzy, you are on doing the Love Racing update at 6.32 each morning. So that'll be good. Kill 10 <laughs> minutes. Yeah. <laughs> uh... I noticed um, in Trudy's news, she mentioned uh, the old cluster there in Eltham. Do you know my old man's from Eltham? How's about that? The no. little man from Eltham. Yeah. Hey, his old man used to work in the freezing works there. So, uh, yeah. yeah, and my old man's from there. So I heard Eltham and I was like, oi, that's a bit random, eh? Sort of little cluster going on there, so I hope everyone's safe. And well, I heard, I heard, Curry Curry bought his um his mates Rolexes, and that got me going. I was like, Baz, Baz's gonna buy us all <laughs> personalised Rolexes. How good, Skipper? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, maybe MacGyver will. <laughs> maybe you'll get yeah. them for everyone. <laughs> Brilliant. Um, oh. Hey, uh, Ashes Pink Ball Test match coming up, mate. Starting tonight. That's pretty exciting as well. The, uh, there's always mm. a result in that. Well, when I say always a result, there's been eight, eight test matches there in Australia, eight pink ball test matches. Australia have won all eight so far, so they've all mm. resulted in pretty uh, pretty early kind of successes, although they, they got lucky in one of them against New Zealand at Adelaide Oval where Nigel Long, could, that could have come from anywhere with a massive big nick on the outside of Nathan Lyon's bat. But I've let that one go and I've moved on, you know. I've, <laughs> It doesn't it doesn't bother me that much anymore, you know. But outside of that, they've got a great record there, so that'll be a fascinating little contest to watch um, later on or over the next few days. And the good thing about the pink ball test, mate, things happen quickly. You know, mm. when when you, if you can get a new ball in that sort of twilight period, as the sun's kind of setting and and the you know the night's starting to kick in, 
things really happen. The ball starts to really talk and it nips mm. around and it bounces a little bit, uh, a little bit more. It seems to just get a bit more zest off the wicket. So that's the time you want to be parked up with a cup of tea in your hand and, and watching things because you know it's it's compelling viewing. Um, speaking of compelling viewing as well, well, we've mentioned a lot on the show the Black Clash. Okay, I, I thought it would be a good chance for us to to just maybe chat some of the tactics that you and I might be able to if we find ourselves, you know, out in the middle, batting together, yeah, we might be able to take mm-hmm. on to try and counter the opposition bowlers in the Black Clash. So we've talked about Daniel Vittori and, yep. and how you're going to play him from our conversations. What are you going to do? Yep. Look, do you want to know my strengths when I bat? Do you want to know yeah. my, my strengths? When I was playing, my, my strength was my onside. My onside was my strength. So my probably my favourite shot to play against spinners was the sweep. Love the sweep. Getting down on one knee, right. sweeping. So I'm thinking, if, if I'm facing the Fattori, is, is the sweep a genuine option or no? No. No. <laughs> um, and neither's the cut. Oh. Okay, oh, so playing, I, we playing walk, straight. We talk... Yeah, and what guard are you going to yeah. take? Where are you going to bat in the crease against? Off the stump, off stump, yep. back in the crease. Yeah, and what are you looking to try mm. and do? Pull him. I mean, cross like hit him on the onside, isn't it? Just knock him to the onside. Get one. Get down the other end. Yeah. Okay, so that's Trickle, your strategy one, against Victoria. six and over, six and over. Get yep. get him out. None for twenty four. Yeah. So now let's have a look at another couple of their bowlers. Shane Bond. Mm-hmm. In swing. He's going to bowl in swing. Probably still a reasonable clip, I'd imagine. Bondy, you know, shoulder, yep. strong man, strapping lad. So what what are you going to do against Bondy? What guard are you going to take against Bondy? Well, I don't know, Bears. That's why you're telling me. What, what do I do? Right. <laughs> so you're going to take an off-stump guard? Okay, are you riding this down? Bondy. Yep, off-stump. Yep. Off-stump guard. Because he's going to try and swing yep. the ball back into you. Okay, so you don't want to be fighting the swing. You don't want to be trying to play against the swing. If it doesn't swing, it's going to yep. miss down outside off stump anyway. And then you're just looking to try and knock him to the onside as well. If he pitches up, then you can onside. try and hit him. See, yep. so knock him to the onside. Strength. I love onside. onside. Okay. And he's going to bowl a short one at you at some stage. So you've got to decide whether you're going to take it on or whether you're going to duck him where you can just you know, live to fight yes. another day. That's up to you. You do you on that one. Um, wasn't wasn't the strongest. Yeah, it wasn't wasn't the strength of mine the short ball. But I'll, I'll give it a go. I'll give it a go. Well, you're either going to have to stand and ride it, you know, stand up yeah. tall and ride it, and try and get over the top of it, or get underneath it. Okay, so you got a couple of strategies here against the great Shane Bond. Mm. Okay, yep. so this goes all in your little yep. batting dossier for yep. for mid sorted. Right, Jacob Orham. Mm-hmm. Big, tall man. Tall release. Not not as quick, and then probably not as quick anymore as what he used to be. Tall release lets the ball go from a gigantic height. So you're going to bat beat, You're going to bat a bit deeper in your crease, okay, is? You're going to yep. bounce can be your friend or it can be your foe. On this occasion, it's going to be your friend because you're going to use that bounce to provide you some scoring opportunities, yep. is. Okay? okay? So you're going to, predominant thoughts, you're going to score off the back foot against Jacob Borum. Okay? Back foot. 
if your bowl's full, it'd be slightly floatier. Yeah. And then you can really sort of climb into one, what? go up and over. I actually, I actually am a back foot player. That's why my cut was my favourite shot. So I'm actually, he's, he will definitely play into my strength. So back foot pull, back foot cut, back foot drive. Yeah. yeah, I'm feeling it. So don't be afraid to, to go across your crease laterally as well, you know. Try and just upset his line a little bit. And then if you get that extra bounce, you might be able to oh. get inside it and whip it to the leg side. Or you might be able to give yourself a bit of room and carve it over point, which sounds Are like... Are you thinking like a yours. bit more of a chunder pull? You remember chunder pull when he'd back, he'd back straight on? So he'd back like that. And then you're thinking no, no. like last minute, I change just to really get into his eye? Or nah? No, no, I'm not thinking about that at all. No, I'm thinking I'm thinking oh. bad normally, <laughs> but go, oh. occasionally you might go boom outside off stump, or you might go bang a little, give yourself a bit of room, show your stumps, and then try and carve one over the offside. So that's going to be your yep, strategy okay. against Jacob Oram, okay? Grant Elliott. Yep, got it. What's your strategy against yep. against Grant Elliott? Well, he bowls dollies, doesn't he? So anything, anything's <laughs> possible. Yeah. So <laughs> when he comes on, long handle, mm -hmm. okay? So long every hand. ball you're going to try and hit him for six. Long levers. One yeah. thing I noticed about the Vermeer, mate, it's got a really long lever and it's got a little a little a thing at the top. What's that do? What's that little... Does that to just so your glove doesn't strip off, uh, fall off? So you can hook, grip the bat Yeah, it's at the like top. a little knob at the top. Yeah, that's like a baseball yeah. bat so that you don't lose the grip, uh, lose the bat out of your hand when you're swinging for the hills. And that's what you're going to be okay. doing against Grant Elliott. Okay, Grant Elliott yeah. comes on. Dollies. Your eyes light up. You work out which way the wind's yeah. going, and you hit with the wind and try and hit him as far as you possibly can. And at the Mount Monganui there, you know, it's quite breezy, so you're going to need the wind with the yeah. big boundaries too. All right, so that there's, so there's an the opportunity Jack for you to really cash in. He's the Jack Leach of Team Cricket. Yep. yep. Well, okay. and there's yeah. another one for you too. Okay. okay. Nathan McCullum. When he marks Nathan. his run up out. Yeah. Mattress. Yeah. Give your toes a little wiggle, yep. a little scratch of the yeah. old uh, of the of the crease there, and just start your engines. Is eh? okay. Start yeah. your engines. Yeah. That is time. Yeah. Where Izzy Dag <laughs> really starts to shine. Okay, because he's going to bowl his little gentle mm. off spinners into you. Yeah. And you're going to bat on off stump, and you're going to run down the wicket, and you're going to hit him back over his head for the biggest six yep. that we've seen okay. at Mount Wanganui. Okay. Yeah. And then next yep. ball, he's going to go flat. So then you can just stand there, give yourself a little bit of room, open up your front hip is, and just go bang over cow corner. He's going to be, you're going to be okay. 12 off two against yep. Mattress. And he's going to be reeling then. Well, you know, he's going to be starting. Will he drop his lip? Then, well, Flynn might even walk over to him, you know, from his position at short 45. Might walk over and just have a bit of a chat. Say, so I think Izzy's on top of you here at Mattress. So... <laughs> You're going to have to find a way to get him off strike. And when that happens, you know is that you've got the game yep. in the palm of your hand. And then... Does he turn Then it? it's just up Any to turn? you. Any turn? No turn. No. No. Okay. Spinners in New Zealand, no turn. Yeah. <laughs> so by this stage, mate, like the game, pretty much you are dictating the game. The game is in your hands. Yeah. And from there, mate, oh. you just, you play whatever comes, whatever comes to you, you just do. But that's the recipe for the success of Izzy Dag. Oh, that? man, I'm yeah, ready to go. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> oh.
Oh, right. Oh, Very good. Thursday, <laughs> the 16th of December here on Bads and Issues for Breakfast. That game's going to be in about a month's time, so make sure you have those notes handy and you do all your pre-match work. Is because I can't wait to see you oh, dominate. I've got them all sorted. <laughs> Yeah, plenty more to come here on Baz Nizzi for breakfast. Richie Mwanga coming up a little bit later on. Harry Simeo, and we're going to talk heaps of other sport, including the Ashes and maybe a little bit of Big big Bash too. Maybe even some rugby awards, which we might come back with and get your reaction, Izzy, on how that all unfolded. You're listening to Baz Nizzi for breakfast. It's big thanks to Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day. 26 minutes past six here in the morning on Thursday, the 16th of December. Give us a call anytime on the Kennard Tire phone line 0800 or send us a text double eight double three. How would you play Grant Elliott? Would you be wary against Vittori? <laughs> would you take your medicine against Bond? Would you climb in against Vittori and McCullum? That's Dagger's plan come Black Clash time. <laughs> Look out. <laughs> Write it down now. You've, you've had the script, and now it's just whether Izzy can calm himself and execute. Speaking of executing, we had uh, last night we found out who the winners were in the big rugby awards for both the men and the women in our sport. And there was some great uh, accolades which went along. And I'm going to pass over to you as to uh, to talk a little bit through some of the reactions from last night's awards. Yeah, big night of rugby, um, Baz. Um, and great to celebrate a, a year with so much adversity and so much going on and recognise some... Some people there have done some great things in our great game, that is rugby, and I think I'm going to go through the, the awards. So age-grade player of the year was Josh Lord, obviously youngest player to be picked up in the All Blacks for a very long time. He went over there and, and got some great experience. He's won Willie Wright, South Canterbury. He is Heartland Championship Player of the Year, South Canterbury, obviously winning the major title, going pretty well there. Stephen Pirafeta Taranaki, he won the Dwayne Monkley Medal. Uh, National coach of the year, Ross Filippo, his first year head coach of Waikato. He wins the National Coach of the Year. So that's a big, big accolade. He he won it over, um, you know, Razor Robinson and people like that. Just shows how good he was. Uh, New Zealand Sevens. New Zealand Sevens, probably their night, really, celebrating the, the women's side, particularly winning gold. So their coaches, Corey Sweeney, Alan Bunting, winning New Zealand Coaches of the Year. Tom French, Memorial Player of the Year. Sarah Hidney, that was one of three awards that Sarah won. She won also Blackburn Sevens Player of the Year. And the Calvin R. Tremaine Memorial Player of the Year, which is the mega title. That is the most important of all the awards of the night. So Sarah Hidney, I want to talk to, talk about her. What a champion she is. Um, just love what she's about. She's crazy because we're meant to have her on the show today, but she's actually training to be a pilot. So she's actually training to be a pilot. She's get, trying to get her pilot's license. So she's a busy, busy girl. She does it all. But um, just that her and that seven side and what they've been able to achieve. And uh, if you haven't watched it, try and watch a bit of the All Access on Sky Sport. You get a real look at it inside a look, kind of what the girls have been through to try and get uh, from the heartbreak of um, of the London uh, silver, silver medal, Rio silver medal, I should say. And then heading over to um, Tokyo, Beige, uh, Tokyo to win the gold medal back. What they had to go through, the changes they had to make, it was a real culture shift. And Alan Bunting and um, and Sweeney were the ones that really uh, uh, changed the kind of way that they approach it. And Sarah Hidden, she deserves it all. She's um, she's been a champion, a leader within that environment for a very, very long time. In both codes, really. She's a sevens player at heart, but she plays a bit of the fifteens as well. So. Uh, she's the only second ever player to win the Calvin R 
Memorial Trophy, which is the big award at New Zealand Rugby alongside Kendra Coxhead. So it was a night for the Sevens girls, a night for the Sevens girls and Sevens coaches. Um, they got the rewards, they got all the treats in the end, and uh, that was thoroughly deserved, Baz. So we'll touch on it throughout the morning. Um, I think Sarah's going to be on the drive show sometime this afternoon. So if you can, just try and stay tuned and hear from her. She's a wonderful chat, and she deserves... Um, you know, all the rewards that she's been receiving as of late. And I'm pretty sure you might see her be knighted. Hey, how good would that be? Ooh, there you go. Big shout out. <laughs> mate, that's beautifully summed up as well in a, in a short space of time. Mm. And couldn't agree more, mate. But yeah, knighted, that's big. That's a big old call from Dagger. Oh, I reckon. Yeah. Uh, look, look, look uh, I've jumped the gun there, but I reckon there'll be some sort of recognition <laughs> from, from higher above. I think she she thoroughly deserves it. What 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 she's done in women's sport around the country, it's it's amazing. So, I think so. Beautiful, excellent, it is, and we'll carry on that conversation throughout the day as well. So feel free to give us a text on double eight double three. Your reaction to the awards last night and Sarah Hidney as well scooping the pot. Fantastic result. Or give us a call on the Kennard Tire phone line oh eight hundred one five oh eight eleven. It is just after 8.30 in the morning, which means we're going to get to Trudy with the news for Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building New Zealand. Baz and Izzy for breakfast. We are 27 minutes away from 7am this morning here on Baz and Izzy on a Thursday what are we? Eight, nine days away from Christmas. I'm sure that will be firing a lot of you up. Lads, what usually fires me up at this time of the morning is going through the fields, pretending like I've got a winner for you guys, trying to sell the dream, kind of like a used car salesman myself, you know, running through the track and distance stats and, you know, how many times the jockeys won on this specific horse and, you know, loves loves having an outside gate, so don't worry about the wide barrier drawer. You know, it wants a bit of room. All of that stuff that I just, you look at me and you just think, shut up. But unfortunately, I can't do it today because there's been more abandonments. I know. This is day five a, without thoroughbred racing, is he? Day five mm. without thoroughbred racing. So uh, obviously we had um, the... Pukekohe meet abandoned because of wet weather. Well, the same things had to happen down at Cash Burton because obviously it's pretty wet down your way, and just a bit south of you, Ash Burton's obviously just um, like the track just couldn't couldn't work. What they're doing is they are inspecting the Otaki track, and hopefully we can run there tomorrow because then that would just be getting silly. So what this means is these races have all been postponed, and it makes next week bumper. So here we go. Tomorrow we're at Otaki. On Saturday, we're at Awapuni and Tarapa, where there's some really nice races and some good markets that are already open. Sunday, we're at Gord in the very deep south. Monday, we're at Pukekohe. Tuesday, we're at Ashburton. Wednesday, New Plymouth. Thursday, Matamata. And then Friday and Saturday, uh, Christmas Eve and Christmas Day, a little reprieve before the massive day on Boxing Day, Ellerslie, Awapuni, Wingatui. So it's a very busy time of year, and, and this weather's just congested the calendar a little bit more. But it means that next week, every day, we've got four-hour shows, so we may as well just preview the whole card, get an interview out of every single race. I reckon we'd love that. That's right up our alley here at Baz and Izzy for breakfast. But that's your Love Racing update, boys. Um, a little bit frustrating 
for the industry. But that's just how it crumbles time from time with weather. You can't do much about it. And just to remind you, this great promotion that loveracing.nz is running. You're home for everything thoroughbred racing. And thoroughbred owners, you could grab your mates and enter to win at loveracing.nz slash share the thrill. The winning team will walk away with a 10% share in a thoroughbred race racehorse purchased at Karaka 2022. I wonder who's going to be doing the inspecting. Training fees covered for year uh, for two years. Travel to Auckland for a VIP experience at Vodafone Derby Day and the Karaka Yearling Sales. T's and C's apply. That is a massive prize pack. But yeah, no thoroughbred racing today, Bears. Yeah, I'm just trying to wonder. I thought that was one of the reasons why we built the synthetic tracks as well for this exact kind of situation where you know if it's raining everywhere else, the tracks are too heavy. The meats can't go ahead. I thought that was one of the things we could always transfer them across to the synthetic track. If if you don't want to start your horse on the synthetic, well, that's fine. You can scratch. But at least then we still had the ability mm. to have markets to bet on. I thought that was that was one of the reasons. Am I mistaken there? No. No, you're not. Um, it's interesting because the the synthetic track at um the Rickett and Jockey Club down there in Christchurch, that, I don't think that's been raced on yet, but they've definitely trialled horses on it, and it's been used. I wonder if that was an option, because obviously today for Ash Bird and you wouldn't be able to transfer. Yes, the Pukakoi meet, surely there was some discussion about whether Cambridge was an option. Um, today's Ash Burden one, I don't know where the Rickett and uh, Synthetic is at, and I don't know when that first uh, race meet is planned for there, but you're right, Baz, it's uh, a little bit curious, and... We have built these great things. Let's try and get the most out of them because this ultimately, what does this do? It stops betting turnover, right? Mm. Mm. What, what's what's the feel, Bears? Like, what's the feel amongst trainers and owners with the synthetic? I know Rutz was on yesterday and he was all for it. He was like, yeah, that's mm. a that's a great option to to go to. But yeah, you're right. We've built these things and there's no one doing it. So, what's the feel amongst the industry? Do you have you heard much? No, I haven't heard much. Maybe we could. Um, Louie, with all your contacts on uh, from the mail run on Saturdays, maybe we could drop someone a message and get some feedback from them as well. Just see maybe why we don't have it, why we aren't changing the meets, perhaps. Um, we, we'll try and do that over the course of the next couple of hours, get a bit of an understanding of, of why not. But it is interesting, especially when you when you fast forward to the Caracamillion and the two-year-olds and mm. also the three-year-old race, and these horses which have to qualify for those races, so therefore they've got to earn enough prize money be able to do so and then if you're working backwards on their their uh their preparation too you've got to put enough space between their runs so it is kind of important that we get running uh, it's great that the cards have been transferred but if it keeps raining then the tracks mm. aren't going to dry up in time so we're still going to have more abandonments throughout the uh throughout the next week or so as well and so yeah but it'd be good to find out is that's um we'll, we'll do our best to dig around to find out exactly why that isn't the case hey we've got a couple of text messages here um talking a little bit of cricket we posed uh, a little bit of a game plan for dagger earlier on for uh for when he comes up against the team cricket in the black clash and this is from brett joe cares louis and i'm sure he meant trudy too i hope you're recording this advice so we can re-listen to it again after the black clash Baz taking over the used car salesman. Oh, that's where you got it from, uh, Louis. Pitch and giving Dagger the ultimate do as I say, not as I do. What are you talking about, routine? We know damn well Baz is coming down the pitch to everyone, to anyone and everyone, and fancy stealing New Zealand's premier triathlete to be the fastest cover boundary sweeper in history. <laughs> well, I don't know if he's going to be the fastest, but he's going to go the furthest amount of distance. He could run the entire... 
He could, we could actually have play the whole Ashes series me? and he'd still be fine. Well, you tell me. Yeah, You're any... the one that was pushing. Oh, look, you said yesterday you yeah, had a sword. I'm, I'm keen. Nah, but you got more. You declared it. You You declared it. Yeah, I've declared it. <laughs> yeah, I've declared it. And I actually <laughs> messaged him and I said, mate, you're keen. Um, but, yeah. Um, Bears has obviously got a bit you more pull than me. So, Bears, you tucked here. You I've knighted some. Oh, yeah, I've knighted someone. And then I've said I'm captain. <laughs> I'm captain. And I've included someone in selecting the team. So, I've done it all. <laughs> That's great. Oh, no. That's a wonderful overreach. Here we go from Charlie. Is whoever you're facing, watch the ball. Hit the ball. Keep it simple. Great advice, Charlie. That is sound advice. But you've got to have a plan, too. And we've got a plan mm. for Dagger. Now it's over to him to execute. Stay calm in the moment, Is I had that plan. Stay calm in the moment. <laughs> Seek clarity. I had that plan Watch in Napier. Ball. I had that plan. And it was like... <laughs> 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 oh, speaking of executing, we've got the opportunity for you to execute... The quiz, the answers for the quiz, it's coming up in just a moment. You can take on the Ismaster, take on Quizzy Dag, give yourself a chance to win the $50 bonus bet with Come the TAB on. to unload over the next week with all the racing that we've got coming up around New Zealand. So give us a call, 0800 150 811 right now. It's Quizzy Dag with Ashley and Martin. Regrow your hair. Search Ashley and Martin today. You know what time it is, it's Quizzy Dag. A quiz that keeps on giving like a skipper bass. Louie, Trudy, Kez and Joe not wants to brag. But good luck to our quizzies cause this ain't in the bag. Oh, 800-150-811 now, give it a go. Yes, 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 it's that time of the morning and well, Al was prepared, Al from Fakatani was right up and about because he called first, he called first and he was about five minutes before everyone else, so he deserves the first crack at the quizzy dag, our good mate, Alan from Fakatani, good morning now. Good morning, I couldn't get my radio to work, so I didn't. <laughs> so that's why my oh, no. timing is a bit... That's all right. Oh, good. That's all right, mate. We're, we're, talking a bit of, we're talking a bit of cricket, mate. Bit of cricket. Are you a bit of a cricketer back in your day? Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, got some good cricketing stories. Yes, beautiful, beautiful. We'll get those from you another time, mate. We'll rip into it, okay? Manchester City what? won 7-0 in the EPL yesterday. Who did they beat? Leeds United. Yes. Yes, Al. Well done. Question number two. You've got to phone a friend too. Question number two. Which F1 team has joined Alinghi to challenge for the America's Cup? Oh, Red Bull? Five. Well done, well done. Yes, he's on. Here we go. Question number three. What medal did Kiwi BMX rider Sarah Walker win at the 2012 Olympics in London? Five. Four. 
Three. Um, Silver. Yes, Al. Wow. Alan's on fire, Al. All right. Question number four, Al. Where is the second Ashes being held? The second Ashes test being held? Five. Oh, he's on. He's on. Al. Al, you're going to go all the way, Al. That's what oh. happens when you call first. You get the gravy. I, I can't. You get the gravy. I can't give a phone a friend on the last one, can I? Ah, oh, what? No. <laughs> oh, well, it's Al. No, no, we'll see. How many seasons did it take for Steph Curry to become the greatest NBA three-point shooter of all time? Oh, God. Um... Oh. <laughs> it's over 12. Um, Five. 13. Boom! Alan <laughs> it's over 12. That, wait, that is a hard one because there's, what, trillion numbers over 12? And you've gone 13. <laughs> and you've nailed it. Alan from fucking time. Well done, Al. You're yes, up. Al. Is that your first ever? We how many? You've won one before, haven't you? Yeah, no, I have won one before. I, I prefer... Um, but he's stumped by Smithy because you don't have to get any right and you can still win. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you don't prefer that one. Take that back. We like that. <laughs> but Al, yeah, I definitely Al. didn't think I'd go all the way. <laughs> That's for sure. Al, 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 reword it right now. Yeah. What's that? Reword what? Who do you prefer? Reword what you said. You don't prefer Smithy. You prefer Baz and Izzy. <laughs> Oh, no, uh, well, no, I definitely prefer you guys, but it's easier to win on this one. <laughs> You're a good man. You should have given him another Cheers, one. <laughs> have a good day, uh, Al. Thanks, brother. Oh, great quiz. Oh. Great quiz. Hey, we love when good people win money win bonus bets and that was a $50 bonus bet with the TAB. Quizzy Dag brought to you by Ashley and Martin. Not happy with your hair loss? Make today your turning point and search Ashley and Martin online. We've got plenty more coming up on the show. Just after 7 o'clock we're going to speak to Richie Moanga and then later on we've got Harry Simeo and we're going to talk all other sports as well. So give us a call anytime on the Kennards higher phone line 0800 150 811 or send us a text on double eight double three. We want to hear from you, and we want to hear from Trudy. And coming up next is Trudy's world. Trudy's world. It's Trudy's world. It's Trudy's world. It's Trudy's world. It's Trudy's world. Well, a bit like that intro, we're going to the dogs this morning. They say a puppy is the icing on the family cake. And Izzy, we haven't heard much of an update lately on Nala. How's oh. the puppy working out? Has there been wheeze and poos on the floor? Is there chewed stuff? Like, what's the update? Uh, no, Nala, Nala is the best dog. Honestly, she was trained, toilet trained at about two months, I reckon. She's had a few mistakes early, but she doesn't have them anymore. And she goes outside. She is such the sweetest little pup. Honestly, What's the she's breeding? been a dream. She doesn't chew. Uh, she's a golden retriever. Ooh. Golden retriever. 
Yeah. Kids she's are trying big. to talk me into a She black eats lots. Lad. Oh, yeah? She yeah. eats lots and she's very big, but she is so cute and they're such a kindest dog. So if you're going to get one, I recommend one of them. They're well, pretty cool. We've found a companion for her and I reckon this will be a great little extra gift oh, for no. Daisy for her Calm birthday down. this week <laughs> and Christmas next week for the kids. <laughs> so under the tree is this huge dog. It's the size of a human. It's been in a rescue centre for all of its life and it's looking for a home. It's, his name's Basher. It's two-year-old Mastiff. And it's his second Christmas in kennels without anybody wanting him. So I reckon you should, you know, bring him into the Dag household. Oh, you um, won't be put off by his size. He's a lovable pup. He's only 65 kgs and, set, and measures about six foot tall when he stands up. So There's only one man in my house, True. <laughs> he ain't coming near there. <laughs> and speaking size. Oh, um, that's sad. Um, speaking size, um, you arrive in the studio tomorrow. I haven't seen you for a couple of months. We did make that little bet a couple of months ago. Oh, yeah, you I'll do actually you look slimmer. I'll bring you a hundred, Drew. Like you. I haven't got to the weight that we're kind of kind of doing, but hey, uh, <laughs> I had great intentions, and I, I said it live on here. But um, I've made gains. I've made gains. I just had a friend message me then. Do you want to train tomorrow? And I said, What time? Really, I don't want to train tomorrow. Let's be honest. I'm ready to get on with the team. So, yeah. We'll put no. the hundred bucks I'll on the table at Prego tomorrow. How does that sound? All right. There you go. <laughs> I'll add it to the bill. Yeah, we'll get dessert with it. That'll be great. We'll share that one around. We'll all get fat and lazy together. It'll be brilliant. All right, very good. We're looking forward to what's coming up after 7am, and that is speaking to Richie Mwanga. That's going to be great. Talk some rugby, but it's probably more talk some racing. Talk some stallions that he's got in, in his stable as well. We're craving him a cafe about now. Here's Trudy with the news for Kubota. Together we're shaping and building New Zealand. Stock up for Christmas at Chemist Warehouse. Find Ralph Lauren Polo Red 75ml for just $79.99. This is Baz and Izzy for breakfast on ECNZ. Morena, you're listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast on ECNZ. Thursday the 16th of December. It's just after 7 o'clock here on Baz and Izzy for breakfast. Alan from Fakatani just had a clean sweep. Well done, Al. Yeah, we love you on the show, brother. Merry, Merry Christmas. And Merry Christmas to everyone out there. Shortly will be Christmas time, but we're getting close to the festive season. And I hope you've been safe, particularly if you're down south, because there's a lot of weather, a lot of wet weather around at the moment, and uh, a lot of water around the street. So drive safe and be safe. Uh, anyway, coming up on the show, we're going to talk some EPL. We're going to talk some Europe, uh, English Premier League over there. There's lots going on. In England, COVID is running rampant, and well, teams are getting beaten 7-0. Leeds United getting thumped yesterday, 7-0 by Manchester City. Ooh, so we're going to get a wee update on the EPL from our good man Harry Simeo over in England. Looking forward to chatting to him. And then after 8 o'clock, we spoke about it. We're going to talk some Ashes cricket, and Trudy announced it in the news. Ashes, the night day-nighter with the pink ball over in Adelaide. We're going to chat about that. They've made changes. Broad, Anderson coming in for the expense of Woods, who I thought was cracking. I thought he was very, very good in that first uh, that first um, first match there uh, in Brisbane, um, but he's made it in. He's been replaced, and Jack Leach has held his, uh, held his spot. So I'm looking forward to chatting to Baz about that, actually, later on the show. And he said it, the, the conditions, the day-night conditions, they do add a bit more to the ball. And, and allows for the swing bowlers to have a bit more input in the game. So looking forward to delving into that just after 8 o'clock um, this morning. But right now, New Zealand Rugby Awards were held last night on Sky Sport with sevens and our Golden Girls 
particularly Sarah Hidini notching up three major awards. She took out the big one, the Cal M, the Cal M Tremaine Ward uh, Player of the Year for New Zealand Rugby. And uh, looking forward to um, maybe chatting to her or hearing to, from her later on in the day, maybe on the drive show. She's going to have a wee chat. But right now, Super Rugby Player of the Year, back-to-back, year in, year out. Richie Moonga has established himself as one of the best rugby players on the planet, so no one would have been surprised to see him scoop Super Rugby Player of the Year last night at the Rugby Awards. He dominated at 10 for the Crusaders as they went on to win another Super Rugby and Aotearoa title, which also saw them win National Team of the Year. It was a Group 1 season his namesake, Moonga, would have been proud of. And he's on the line this morning. He's back home in New Zealand with his beautiful Fano, and he's happy, he's kind enough to join us this morning. Morena, Richie. How are you, brother? Kia ora. Kia ora, Daggy. All good, brother? Yeah, Good. Good, Rich. Um, just, just with Bears, we're just cruising into the morning, mate. We're reacting to last night's awards, and uh, I got to interview you a couple of weeks ago when you were in MIQ, and I had to bite my lip and not announce it. But you must be, uh, have you been able to reflect on the on the year that has been? You know, I know there's been a lot that's happened. You've you've had a Super Rugby, you've gone over to Australia, you've gone over to Europe. There's been so much to go that's gone on. But have you been able to react and think back to the Super Rugby season and? Uh, how does it feel to be named Super Rugby Player of the Year, brother? Yeah, I guess it's um, it's been pretty mean, bro. But to be honest, I haven't really had time to reflect on the year, and especially the Super Rugby season. It feels like mm. um, ages ago. Um, but yeah. you know, just really happy that the you know the Crusaders we got Team of the Year, and it just sort of um, I'm lucky enough to get the award on the back of that. But you know what? the boys have achieved and what Razor has done with the Crusaders has been amazing and um, mm. just happy that, you know, we've got another title and, um, yeah, it just, it just means so much to, to the province and the franchise of the Crusaders. Mate, year in, year out, year in, year out, you're there or thereabouts with the Crusaders. You are the, the first guy on the team list every week. You're playing particularly well. Your performance are to a higher standard every single week with that team. What what can you put it down to, mate? Is it tell us a bit about the environment and I know you got a, a good relationship with Scotty Hanson. Can you just delve into a bit bit more about that? Yeah, it's um I don't know, I think I think you know a little bit, Daggy, because you've been in the environment mm. and um I don't know, I think Razor's just able to create a, an environment where, you know, you can be yourself and Mm. Uh, he creates this environment where you just want to give as much as you can and, you know, it makes it really simple and it's it's just about pressure and about care and, you know, those are two words that are pretty blasé but whenever I put on the jersey, I just want to give um, absolutely everything and do whatever I can to to win the game for the boys or or to put ourselves in the best position to, to win or to score a try and, that comes from the environment and from the culture and I think Razor does that so well and you know he's got guys helping him the likes of Andrew Goodman and Scotty Hanson who um, who are awesome coaches and give us players the best the best knowledge and understanding to you know to play footy mm. Hey Richie it's, uh, it's Baz here mate what are you um, what do you got planned over the Christmas period with the 
with the family, the old father-in-law there, Louis Vichley. I'm sure he's got something planned for you, fellas, <laughs> as well. Hey, Bezza. Uh, all good, Bezza. Yeah, um, it's actually funny having uh, back in the day when when Lou used to talk about playing golf on a Wednesday, he'd be he'd always name drop your name, Baz. He'd be like, yeah, yeah, Bezza and uh, Baz and the boys. <laughs> he'd be like, yeah, he'd come, he'd come back from Wednesday golf. He'd be like, Baz, Flem. Ethel, all the lads. Uh, <laughs> well, that's quite now funny because then when he played he, he play golf with us and he'd be like, oh, yeah, no, nah, no, nah, Richie was over for dinner last night, you know. <laughs> <laughs> now he comes back Now he comes back from Wednesday golf and he says, Daggy, and I'm like, oh, stink. Stink. <laughs> <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> joking, brother, joking, brother. No, yeah, it's um so yeah, looking forward it. to the Christmas period, bro, and, and um you know, the festive season and just spending time with my family, bro. It's you know, I've been back three weeks and um I left to to go join the, the A B's boys when, when my little boy Marley was, was two days old. So just um bro, I just love having no plans and um just having the phone on airplane mode and just you know, spending time with the kids and doing jobs around the house. So that's that's what I'm looking forward to the most over the over the Christmas period. Mate, no doubt you'll be keeping up the training. I've been um, seeing a bit on your Instagram. You're you're pretty passionate about weightlifting and powerlifting, mate. We've been doing a bit over the <laughs> over the summer break. <laughs> of course. Bro, Tell us some course, numbers. Um, Tell us some numbers. What are, what are your numbers, bro? Come on, let us know. It's not about the numbers, Daggy. Hey, Daggy, you're always about the numbers, Daggy. It's not about the numbers. <laughs> it's about... Uh... Oh, hey, numbers count. I know it's your back about, balance you know, is looking good. Shush. So it's just, uh, I, I love training and, um, you know, putting in heaps of work over the preseason. Is sometimes I kid, I kid around with the, with the boys and I only play rugby because I like to train so much and train full-time, so... It's cool. It's, it keeps me uh, busy and, um, yeah. you know, keeps me hungry for the new year and hopefully, um, you know, another a good super season next year. Ah, beauty. What about the horse, mate, Moonga? Have you had a little chat to Annabelle, 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 Annabelle over in Australia and how things are going, mate? And have you got any ambitions to get another one? <laughs> oh, bro, it's, um, yeah, it's been a, you know, crazy year with Moonga too. Um, you know, he's been really successful and, you know, he, he won the Rosal Guinness and, and the Wink Stakes. So he's just having a bit of a break, a pre-season break on the, I think, the outskirts of Sydney uh, on another farm. But then um, I think in about two weeks he'll join Annabelle back in the stable um, in like mm. a, a pre-season hit of, I think, 10 weeks. So hopefully hopefully mid to late Feb, um, he's, he's, he'll have his first race for 2022. Hey, Richie, I'll get in trouble if I don't ask this, so I'm going to have to. Um, my brother-in-law, Pawasa, reckons that he taught you everything you know playing there for Linwood down at the, uh, the old club footy and, and you know, just, just wants to know if you're, if you're ever going to thank him for, uh, for all of his inspiration and leadership. Oh, bro, Pawasa, I, I miss that guy, honestly. I think he was probably the I felt sorry for him the most because every time at training I would step someone or gas someone it would be him mate. I'd look up 
and he'd be, I'd look up, he'd be on his backside, and I just would feel so sorry for him. I don't know if you know, there's, there's a dance move called the Nene, and one, one day I stepped him, and he did the Nene onto his back, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's brilliant. That's great. That's gold. I'm going to get that played back and I'm just going to give it to him for Christmas. That's awesome. (laughs) He'll know. He'll know. He did the nene. Wow. Oh, that's so funny. Hey, um, mate, I I know you'll go back to Moonga. You had had so much success this year and I know you're doing a pretty special thing. You, You. you're giving all your money to that you've got from the winnings to Child Cancer Foundation, aren't you? So, how much were you able to raise? How much were you able to raise and give back? Um, and that must be pretty cool to be able to give back, bro. It's, yeah, it's pretty mean. I think um, when I got involved with Monga, I didn't, I probably didn't know the uh, the success Monga would have, or, or I didn't really know much about racing. But um, you know, I'm an ambassador for Child Cancer Foundation and. Um, it's a foundation that's you know really close to my heart, and, and working with the kids has been amazing. But Man. you have raised over yeah over a hundred thousand for Child Cancer Foundation, and um, wow. it's been awesome. You know, just to have that connection with them, and also people that working within CCS have been able to watch Wonga race and um, been involved in a bit of the racing too, which is which is pretty cool. Wow, that's amazing, man! Like hundred thousand dollars from you know just being uh, named a horse being named after you, and you giving back to Child Cancer Foundation, mate. They could do that is going to do a lot for kids around the country, and uh, I know you're very passionate about it, mate. And you're all about the people, and that's why everyone everyone loves you down here in Christchurch, Richie. Um, so keep it up, brother. And uh, we've just got a wee horse, me and Bears. So maybe maybe you can watch out for that one. We haven't named it yet. Got any names for us? Oh wow! Didn't get the didn't get a call in, did I? I missed the, missed the boat there. <laughs> I know. No, you got to pay good. for this one, bro. <laughs> 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 that makes sense. Hey? That makes sense, Biggie, because your house is big enough for a stable way. <laughs> Bang! <laughs> no, no horses down here, brother. No horses. Only little ponies for Tilly. That's all she's getting. Anyway. Hey, hey, Richie, we we're, were talking before we got that Black Clash coming up and uh, Izzy, we're just trying to get him a little game plan to try and get some runs this year. Um, what do you, yeah. what do, you, do, you think, do you think Izzy's any good at following instructions? Or do you think he's a bit more kind of, you know, a bit more bro, cavalier? Baggy's ears. <laughs> ears are painted on, bro. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Why? So, uh, nah. What are you saying there? Wasting. Nah, honestly. <laughs> Bro, I wish I could give some advice or something, but me and cricket, nah, I don't know anything about cricket and <laughs> leg side, offside, mate. That's I, I don't know, bro. Uh, yeah, uh, and actually, that's one thing I'm not gutted that I haven't been invited to or asked about. So that's Daggy's. That's Daggy's. Uh, that's I'll tell you one thing, bro. I'll tell you one thing. I'll tell you one thing, Rich. If if, if Nagy can do it, anyone can do it. All right. So there you go. You got hope. You got hope, my brother. Hey, bro, we got a quick text here. Quick text on the text line from Mark. He said, could you ask what, what it's been like having Pablo Matera in the setup? I know he's probably just joined up, but have you seen Pablo? Have you caught up with Pablo Matera? No, I haven't, bro. I haven't, I haven't seen him yet. But, um, you know, he's, 
definitely a lot of noise uh, about him since he's since he's landed in Christchurch, and um, mm. I'm looking forward to meeting him and just getting to know him. And just man, I'm just excited because I know the the player that he is and what he's going to bring to the team. Um, but yeah, at the same time, I'm just going to have to let him know real real quick hey, who's boss around here. And, uh, you know, you're right. So. <laughs> you're not lying to me. Pablo, mate. I'm going to say, Pablo, mate, there's a bit of noise about you since you've come in, but, mate, you're just going to have to settle down, all right? <laughs> Find your seat on the bus. Find where you need to sit on the bus. <laughs> right up the front. Right up the front, behind Razor. When I say so that, you're going, when son. I say that, I think you'll pick me up with one hand, and I'll be like, no, I'm sorry, bro, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good man, Richie. Good man. We love having you on the show, brother. We got a text come through. We also love him because he's the best number ten in the world. That is from Matt. So yeah, everyone yeah. loves you, bro, and you uh, you deserve the rewards you're getting and and all the accolades. And we appreciate you here on Bears and here for breakfast. Don't ever come on my show and embarrass me like that again, mate. You wait till I see you in town. I'll be picking you up. With Have a great hand, Christmas. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas Cheers, to the boys. family, Merry bro. Merry Christmas, brother. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Cheers, brother. There he is, Bears. Hey, one of the greats oh. here. Mate, how good is he, eh? Just such a... Just a knockabout dude, eh? Like, absolute champion. So. See, that's and that's Cantab, bro. That's Cantab. Huh? Oh, that's Canterbury. Are you for real? You're taking that, eh? You're claiming <laughs> Richie Moango is a Cantab. Mate, born okay. and raised. Okay. okay, 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 okay. Sweet ass. Probably learnt most of his <laughs> trade, you know, like being able to tour the world and represent the All Blacks and, you know, Cantabs. Anyway. We we do like Cantabs. I'm just messing around with you before the text line <laughs> fires up. Double eight, double three. I'm just messing around with you. I love Cantabs as well. You just sometimes don't have much sense of humour. Anyway, it is uh, seven eighteen in the morning here on Baznizzi <laughs> for breakfast. That was Richie Moanga, absolute legend. Not only achieved great things on the footy field, but doing amazing things for charity, child cancer, and raising plenty of money with his namesake, the Group 1 horse, which is Moanga by the Super Stallion in Savabil. It's a wonderful, and it's a great get from you is as well, getting Richie on, and we really appreciate him taking the time to chat to us, and especially in such a candid mood as well. That's what we're all about here on He's so good. Just trying to bring good time and a few laughs to you <laughs> all of the morning. But, uh, we're going to heaps more coming up soon as well. We're going to preview the second Ashes Test um, which starts tonight over there in Adelaide, the day-night test match, remember? So plenty of cricket to watch later on at night here in New Zealand as well. So we'll get on to that in just a second. But for now, you're watching, uh, you're listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast, and it's big thanks to Kim's Warehouse. Great savings every day. It is 7.24 in the morning here on Baz and Izzy for breakfast. On ECNZ, it's Thursday, the 16th of December. Our second last day for the year before we turn over to the summer team, which is going to be Louis Herman Watt and Tony Kemp with a little bit of Ricardo, Ricardo Ball as well to take you all the way through the festive period. Well, Izzy and I, well, we just clock off. That's what we do. We clock off and we go and do what all of us love doing over the summer, sitting on the beach, around the pool, watching races, watching cricket, having a couple of beers, eating too much and spending time with the family. That sounds pretty good to me. Anyway, that was Richie Moanga who joined us just before, and that was absolutely outstanding from him. Just 12 minutes of genuine gold. Such a knockabout guy, such a 
a good fella who, you know, just is able to have a laugh and, and just enjoy himself. Keep in mind, he is one of the supreme athletes in his sport around the world. And here he is sitting there talking to us on the radio, having a, having a laugh and a joke and from the comforts of his own home. And that seems to resonate with you, Matt, who's texted in. He said, this interview is why I love your show. I've never heard Richie so relaxed and genuine. Merry Christmas and enjoy your break. Absolutely fantastic, Matt. We're pleased that we can do that as well, that we can bring you those kind of experiences. That's what we enjoy doing. We have a bit of fun on the show, and it's nice that some of our guests can come on and, and enjoy themselves as well, albeit being some of the best athletes in the world. Um, there's another text here. Izzy will be padding up behind the keeper against Bondi. <laughs> that number looks very similar to Bondi's, actually. <laughs> I hope that's not Bondi. I hope we haven't poked the beer. He not. That wouldn't be ideal. He not wrong. <laughs> Deggy used, used to step away quite a lot. <laughs> oh, and what about this one? Jordan, the show has, lost, has just lost credibility. Must be silly season. He's in reference to Quizzy Dag here. Next time, just stand on the roof and throw money away. Jordan, come on, mate. You must be from Canterbury. Mm. Mate. We're not mastermind. We're not trivial pursuit. Mate, we are quizzy dag. Five questions from five different sports. Old Al from Fakatane, who listens in every single morning to us, he deserves some success. Don't steal his moment mm. from him, Jordan. Help him out, mate. Support him. Mate, mm. He should be clapping. He should be cheering. It's one for the good guys, mate. Okay? He That's nailed we it. We like to share well that. He nailed it. Five sports. Yeah, okay. May have steered him into the last one a little bit, but I'm unapologetic about that as well, is because he deserved it. And it's just, it is Christmas season, not the silly season, Jordan. You've won your fair share of prizes too, old son. So don't, don't worry too much about old Al from Fakatane. Give him a little win occasionally. Right, 7.27 in the morning here on Baz Izzy for breakfast. Uh, we're going to have a special guest coming up a little bit later on as well, is little bit of hustle yes. there, and uh, we've got Good a man get. who, World Cup winner, World Cup winner, mm. 2019 World Cup, batted at the top of the order, he is a big rugby fan as well, and cricket fan, mm. uh, not cricket fan, soccer fan as well, he's a champion bloke, Jason Roy is going to join us later on in the show, and he's going to talk to us a little bit about the Ashes, but again, we'll probably... Yes. follow the same vein that we did with Richie and just enjoy ourselves and have a bit of a laugh and a joke. He's a good knockabout dude too and he's looking forward to talking Izzy Dag. I'm a big fan oh. of Izzy's, Izzy's goose step back in the day. So it'll be great to get <laughs> J-Roy on the show as well. But before we uh, before we get off to Trudy with the news for Kubota, we should just chat a little bit about the Ashes. Um, we made mention before around the selection of um, the sides, mate, and, and you mentioned mm. about Broad and and Anderson and, and why Mark yeah. Wood is out. I think the thing with Mark Wood, mate, is that because he does bowl at high heat around that 150 kilometres yeah. an hour, there's five test matches that had quite a strong workload in the first game. Yeah. For him to be able to maintain that level of performance and impact, he needs a bit of space in between his test matches. So I think that's why okay. the ball should swing around and suit maybe Jimmy Anderson more than than the raw pace of wood. So I think that's why they've probably left him out. But um, like whether they Leech? play Jack Leach or not will be a different Yeah. I'm not yeah. sure, mate. I'm not yeah. sure what they'll do. Okay. And that can be a question we'll ask Jason Roy actually. Do they think that they need a mm. spinner or will they go in with the, the seam heavy lineup? I'd go in with the seam heavy lineup, I think. 
because I'm not sure Jack Leach is going to get it done. The only thing that is in Jack Leach's favour um, there at Adelaide is that the boundaries straight are longer. Um, but they're huge. So he's got the ability to actually you know, give himself a bit of a chance slightly fuller, whereas in Brisbane when he bowled fuller, Travis Head just hit him back over his head for, for six and four. So that, that would be the only... The only thing that uh, that I would say, but it's going to be a fascinating contest. Jai Richardson comes in for Josh Hazelwood. He bowls gas, yeah. but he's not Josh Hazelwood. Hazelwood is a mm. gun, mate. And with the pink ball, whoa. so I think that that's something that maybe England can can just put in their little uh, in their little positivity file as they head into this Test match. It's such an important test for them, mate. They go down here, then the Ashes are pretty much over. So they're going to have to mm. respond, find a way back. And it all sits in front of them in a, in a uh, match where there will be a result. I am pretty sure of that. So eight test matches there's been played before with the pink ball in, in Australia. But eight victories to the Australians. <laughs> so expect a result. England's going to have to find something in, the, uh, in this test match at Adelaide Oval. Right, we've got heaps more coming up as we get through the hour. We've got Harry Simeo a little bit later on in this hour, and then on the other side, we're going to chat to Jason Roy. But for now, we're going to head off to Trudy with the news for Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building New Zealand. Baz and Izzy for breakfast. We are 27 minutes away from 8 a.m. 0800 150 811. That's the Kenard Tire phone line. Get in touch. We'd love to hear from you throughout the morning. Lads, a couple of headlines before we shoot off and get back with Harry Simeo. And speaking of, well, the Premier League, the COVID situation is developing fast. Burnley-Watford game has been called off. Arsenal West Ham, that's where Harry will be driving to. He's a massive Gunners fan. He's on the way to the stadium when we speak to him in about 10 minutes' time. Um, he's on the way to that game. That's still going ahead at the moment, but Burnley Watford is off. As this COVID situation really starts to evolve, there's an announcement from the Prime Minister, I think, later on this evening, or it might have happened. So Harry can update us there on what's going on with Omnicrom and also this outbreak in the Premier League. Not ideal as that starts to really heat up over the summer months. And here's one for all of you um, sports fans that love knowing a little bit about what's going on as far as the yen is concerned. So Japan is a place that's very lucrative for rugby players, especially some of our top All Blacks that have been able to negotiate these sabbaticals into their contracts. Sam Kane, we've just seen him have this. Damien McKenzie's off. Patrick Tuipoloto is off. And where this is getting really, really lucrative is that Jap- Japan's new domestic competition starts this year. So it's a pretty big deal in the sense that the JRLO, Japan Rugby League One, is growing and growing very, very fast. And there's a former player who's now one of the top dogs at the table, um, Janitsi Tamasuka, and he is the chief operating officer, and he is trying to grow this very, very fast. And what they see as part of their growth area is more All Blacks, more top internationals coming over, and whether they're not staying for years and years on contracts, at least sabbaticaling there. I really want more great players joining the league. We will do it in the best... We would do it out of best in terms of the environment and in terms of their life situation and support. We already have now know-how. We've accepted so many great players already. We'll improve our environments. The quality of games is very important. 
we have to ha- really have high-level games, otherwise some of the players will not be satisfied in terms of their own development. So we want to invite more great players. So the financial side of this is sorted because of their heavyweight sponsorships from the, the Toyotas and the Kubotas, that sort of thing. What they see as the real growth area is making the competition better and then the allure for the players as he becomes easier and they actually can go and progress mm. as rugby players rather than just getting a massive yen fill-up. So, look, to be honest, this is really exciting, I think, for global rugby. If you're New Zealand rugby, you're probably starting to look at this and go, gee, they're going like this and maybe we need some sort of Silver Lake deal or something to quite catch up ASAP, eh, bro? Yeah, it's huge, huge news. It's been it's been ongoing for a couple of years now. I know there's been a lot of work behind the scenes. And, and look, I think from what I'm getting a bit of an understanding, I think New Zealand are keeping them pretty close to their cards, you know, like keeping them nice and close. They know Japan, what they're trying to do. And I love that about Japan and, and how they're trying to evolve and change over there. I had a bit of time in Japan with a team called Canon. And when I went over there, it, you know, it was a bit about the yen and going over and getting the experience. Um, but the toughest thing was, is you play for these big corporate companies. So I was employee number 50,030. You know, so there's so many people involved with these companies. It doesn't feel like you're going and representing a team and environment. It just feels like you're just another number. I think that's what this new competition does. Yes, they've got the financial backing. They've got the financial people behind them, which they can get big, big numbers in, but they're trying to create an environment, a culture, a a, a team that actually feels a bit more like a team. And, mate, it's going to be huge. Watch this space for sure. They are heading down the line of of potentially trying to – look, it's hard to say anything's going to match the IPL, but they're they're going down the same – kind of line you know the world rugby um 12s that they were trying to get off the line i think it's going to be similar to that there's going to be some big big money thrown at the top top players and these players are going to have to they're not going to turn it down so that's why you're seeing a lot more of these um sabbaticals in, in the players contracts now gone are the times when dc and richie were the only ones getting the sabbaticals now you're seeing a lot more players getting the six year month uh leave which is that a real realistically that's just a six months opportunity for them to go to earn the yen in their contracts. Back in the day, when I was trying to get it, no chance, no chance, because it, it wasn't it wasn't the same kind of pull over in Japan. But now they see what Japan are doing. A lot more of these Kiwi players and other players around the country, around the world, are getting them in their contract. Because realistically, if they don't, we'll lose them. We'll lose them to off-seas, we'll lose them overseas because realistically, New Zealand rugby, we can't keep up. We can't compete with the numbers that these teams are throwing out. So um, Japan, they're making waves. They're making huge, huge waves and New Zealand rugby got to keep them close to their cards. Yeah, absolutely spot on, is And it's no different to what the New Zealand cricket's done with their cricketers, mate. Kane Williamson's going to go and earn $2.8 million in the IPL for an eight-week period. New Zealand cricket simply can't compete with that. He might earn 400000 to be captain mm. of the Black Caps. You've got to work with them, right? Otherwise, mm. you lose them. That's a strong point you make, and I think it's a, a good thing, albeit a unique thing and something which, if you're if we don't understand it, we it's very difficult to comprehend, and all we think is, but the black jersey is the most important. Well, it is, but also you have a very short shelf mm. life, right? So you need to be yep. able to provide yep. for the family for the rest of your life as well, and that's part and parcel. And it's not that these guys don't want to represent New Zealand, but they also need to ensure that they're looking after their families as well. So I think it's a it's a fascinating point that you make, Louis, and well, 
well uh, explained there as well is excellent. Right, it's 7.39 here in the morning on Baz and Izzy for breakfast. We're going to take a short break. We're going to be back on the other side and talk some EPL, the COVID-ravaged EPL with our man, Harry Simeo. 100 mil for just 64.99. You're listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SENZ. Good morning, you're listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SCNZ. It's quarter to eight here on Baz and Izzy for breakfast. Great to chat to Richie Moonga earlier. If you've missed that, make sure you head to the Baz and Izzy for breakfast podcast on our SCN app and you'll get that conversation. It wasn't your traditional Richie Moonga. It was up and about. He's giving Dagger a bit of stick because that's him. He is the prankster. I sent a wee prank to our WhatsApp group and that is Richie Moonga always pranking me. But anyway... Enough of the jokes. There's a lot going on over the around the world in sport, particularly in the EPL. The festive season is usually a great time to watch some football as we reach the halfway point in the Premier League. However, COVID has ripped through the league, postponing this week's Man United clash with Brentford and then threatening numerous games. Tottenham's has also been impacted by COVID outbreak, which reminds me, Baz. The Spurs are going to be standing there at the end of the year with the trophy. A loft, and I'm going to be saying thanks for your time, Harry. Oh, Harry Simeo is an ace broadcaster and a good friend of the show, and he's with us now to talk us through the drama. Morning, Harry. I know you're heading over and you're driving to the Arsenal game, but we appreciate you on the show. Has Tottenham still got a chance? No, they never have a chance, let's be honest. Still so early in the competition. Long way yeah, to go, yeah, Harry. The seventh, the seventh on the, on the table. They, they had a, a little string of runs, but no, they've still got no chance. Anyway, Harry, thanks so much for joining us on Bears and Izzy for breakfast. How bad is this COVID situation, mate? Yeah, it's um, it's getting worse by the day. Um, I think today in the UK was the the highest number of COVID cases ever since the whole thing started. So we kind of feel like getting back to square one again. There's been a number of games that have because being sort of uh, struck down by cases of the virus within their capital. We had a game this evening between Burnley and Watford, which was due to take two hours before kickoff. That one's been as well. So there's a lot of concern at the moment with regards to where we get these played. And as you mentioned, the festive period is really, really busy in our sport. So the problem is you, if you postpone all these games, when are you going to fit back in as well? So just throws everything into doubt. Yeah. Mm. Harry, uh, just wondering, mate, I might not have got the prediction right with uh, with the Spurs, but just talk to me about Harry Kane, mate. He's only got one goal this season. They've only scored 16. It's been one of their major problems. He's normally the best, one of the best strikers in the world when he plays for England, but what's going on with him at the moment? Yeah, he's going for a really difficult patch. He is playing, so um, you know, because of a, a lack of game time, Tottenham had to obviously change their manager, uh, got rid of Bruno Espirito-Santo and replaced him with Antonio Conte because results performances weren't where they needed to be. So I think Tottenham as, as a whole have had a lot of issues this season. The spotlight is on Harry Kane, given how, as you mentioned, influential he's been in the past. But this feels like a bit of a hangover from what happened in the summer with Harry Kane. He made it very, very clear to Tottenham that he wanted to move on and wanted the opportunity to compete for the biggest trophy. Didn't obviously feel that that happened at Spurs. The club dug their heels in, didn't allow him to go. 
he's in this place now where he's stuck on this long-term contract at Tottenham. Clearly, is happy. And a lot of people say, well, he's a professional. He should just get get on with it down and crack on. But I think he's finding it really, really difficult. Um, and the one thing is that if people weren't willing to break the bank and convince Tottenham like to part ways with him, then I don't think they're going to be willing to break the bank. who's had a whole season where he's not been very good. So it's it's a big worry for Spurs fans. And it's a big worry for the game. Yeah, exactly. I guess what what is it that they need to unlock to be able to get the best out of him? Because they just are not scoring enough goals at the moment, are they? No, they're not, and they've been so heavily reliant on him and uh, Hyung Min Son as well uh, to kind of get their goals. And they brought in a new manager, as I mentioned, and, and they're hoping that that will see an upturn. It has seen a small upturn. They are picking up more points now, but football is not the attacking football that you come to associate with Tottenham over the years. So they are, I think they're going through a major position. They went to the league final a few seasons and that was really their peak. Um, you know, it's a shame for them, not for me, obviously, that they didn't admit. Uh, but now they're in a place where they're needing to rebuild. And I think one of the big problems at Spurs has been that the, the chairman, Daniel Levy, appears to want to keep kicking the can down the road in terms of reinvesting serious money than this team up from scratch again. He's made a couple of managerial appointments that have obviously been the wrong appointments. Joe Mourinho, Nuno Espirito Santo, they're having to start again. But, you know, you can bring in the best manager in the world if the investment's not there to bring the playing stuff and then Tottenham are going to continue to struggle. What about my man United, Harry? What about my Manchester United, eh? How have they been tracking in well, your eyes and have they still got anything left in the tank? Well, I still expect Manchester United to finish in the top four. I've said it from the start of the season. I thought that the top four was pretty much nailed on with uh, Liverpool, Manchester City, Chelsea and Manchester United. It was just about in what order they'd come in. Manchester United obviously had a difficult period and, and Ole Gunnar Solskjaer lost his job as a result of that. They brought in Ralph Rangnick, a German coach, very well thought of in Europe um, until the end of the season. And then he'll be moving into a consultancy role with regards to recruitment going forward. Uh, I think Rangnick will get Manchester United back on track. They looked as though they turned the corner and then turned in a bit of a disappointing performance in their last fixture. Um, they, they won the game against Norwich, but a lot of people were saying that Ole Gunnar Solskjaer Manchester United was back. So I still think, if you're asking if they have enough in the tank, I still think they'll have enough in the tank to finish in the top four come the end of the season. But I think, although they might not have said it publicly, there were a few Man United supporters and perhaps people within the club who felt that given the, the summer signings, Ronaldo, Varane, Jadon Sancho, that they were going to challenge for the Premier League title. And it looks like they're still a million miles off of that. Hey, just a quick one before we let you go, Harry. So th- this COVID situation over there, how big a risk or danger is it to to the tournament and, and the uh, the people trying to pull everything together? Is it just must be so disrupting? Yeah, definitely. And and the thing is, it's kind of come out of the blue again a little bit. I know those who probably follow the situation closely in terms of the pandemic itself might have said might say that this is. Uh, you know, it's not come out of the blue. It's been building up for a while. But for us as football people, you know, we're back in the stadiums. We've been attending games. It felt like we'd gotten back to normal. And just when you get towards the Christmas period where 
the football is, is really intense and there's games every two or three days, we've been hit by it again. And we're wondering tonight, you know, it might be a, a, a bit of an omen because before the first lockdown, the last game I attended was Arsenal versus West Ham at the Emirates Stadium. And I'm currently in the car now on my way to Arsenal versus West Ham at the Emirates Stadium. So it depends if you believe in that kind of stuff. But I wouldn't be surprised if uh, there's reduced capacities uh, or perhaps no fans at all. A lot of other European countries have already made that move uh, in anticipation of this problem. I wonder if, if we're going to get that here as well. Yeah, a little wait and see, I guess. But thank you very much for joining us on Baz and Izzy for breakfast. Again, Harry, absolute champion. We really appreciate your insights and uh, and enjoy the game this evening, mate. Cheers, Thanks Harry. for having me, guys. Appreciate it. Cheers. Awesome. Le- legend, Harry, Harry Simeo, uh, EPL. Absolute genius, isn't he? He's got a good read on He's across <laughs> all the teams, all the everything that's going mm. on. He's given my Tottenham Hotspurs no chance. So Other than that, he's good. Good fun. Uh, 7.53 in the morning. We're going to come back in just a sec. Send us your texts. We've got Jason Roy coming up after 8. Is there anything you want to ask Jason Roy? Any questions, burning questions you got about about the Ashes, about England's side? Or maybe you want to just ask him anything. Just let us know. We'll be back very soon on Baz and for breakfast. Coming up 8 o'clock in the morning, we'll get off to Trudy in just a second. Give us a call any stage on the Kennard Tire phone line 0800 150 we're going to have Jason Roy with us uh, just after 8 o'clock in the morning. So looking forward to talking to the World Cup winner. He's going to give us a little bit of a preview on the Ashes and whether England can find their way back into the series. Last night's game, the Big Bash, the Sixers, well, they overcome the Stars. Glenn Maxwell got a brilliant 100, but it wasn't enough as Josh Philippi responded with 99 not out to get the Sixers across the line against the Power Pack. Superstars lineup that is Melbourne Stars, who, well, Andre Russell plays in their side, Glenn Maxwell plays in their side, they got that many good players, but they just can't seem to win a title, eh? How many times have we seen that before in sport? Good work, Sixers, good job. Right, we're going to get off and see Trudy with the news, and uh, we are going to track down him at cafes. Good morning. You're listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SCNZ Thursday, the 16th of December. And it's just after 8 o'clock here on Baz and Izzy for breakfast, our second to last show of the year. And what a year it's been. I'm loving being on the airways with our good team there in Auckland and Matamata Baz McCullum. We love bringing you sport and a bit of energy in the morning because we don't want to be too serious too early for you. So I hope you are enjoying it. And I hope you are um, loving what we bring to you on Baz and Izzy for breakfast. Flick us a message. Flick us a message and let us know. If we can do better, let us know as well. We don't mind. We don't mind giving a little stab here and there. Just keep the Texas coming through our second or last show. Uh, what have we got coming up? We've, oh, we also had Richie Moanga on, so if you missed that, make sure you head over to the Baz and Izzy for breakfast podcast and listen to that interview with Richie. He was Outstanding, Richie. Brought a different side to Richie Moanga. One I see in the change rooms when I was back playing. He is the jokester, he is the prankster, and he pranked me many, many times. And well, we just got another look at the other side of Richie Moanga that you don't see. So make sure you head over to Baz and Izzy's podcast on the SNZ app and you'll get that conversation. We also had Harry Simeo. Great to have Hazard on, having a chat about the EPR. Lots going on. COVID rampant through the league. And well, 
He reckons Manchester United, my my team, they'll be there or thereabouts. Top four, he's predicting. Manchester City are looking very, very solid as of late. Great news coming through on the WhatsApp line. Cody Taylor re-signs till 2025. How good. Cody Taylor's locked in. The hooker, the Cantab. The Cantab hooker, he's locked in till 2025. So great news for the All Blacks. And Sarah Hiddeny. Well done to you, Sarah Hidden. She took out all the major awards at the New Zealand Rugby Awards last night. So congratulations to her and her seven sisters. Uh, like always, keep, keep Texas coming through. We're going to have a get to that text very, very shortly. Brendan, about Pukakaui. Uh, I think it 12, was 12 shot. That's not running next Monday. That is, um, what's that horse we were talking about? Yesterday Time flies. Time, Time flies. flies. Time flies, Brendan. Yep. Yeah, crack a million. Time flies. It's racing next Monday. It's called Time Flies, but crack a million in the futures is 12 bucks. So get on that one. Eric, it's going to go good. But that's enough of that. We're going to tra- cross over to the UK. Jason, Roy, and Baz is going to go the intro. Well done. Great get, boys. I'm excited for this one. <laughs> Thanks, Izzy. It is time for our McCafe coffee catch-up. And it's the last one for the year for us, and it's a pleasure to bring into the show one of the leading limited overs batsmen in the world, World Cup winner, destructive with bat in hand, an absolute champion bloke as well all round. Well, he's not just a brilliant cricket, he's actually quite gifted at the beautiful game as well, which is football. But maybe his South African roots is also means why, why he's so good with the oval ball too, and maybe why he's a bit of a fan of the famous goose step that Izzy Dag possessed back in the day too. So it's Jason Roy who jo- joins us on the line. It's great to catch up with you, Jay Roy. Hope all's good over your way, mate. Yeah, all well, mate. Evening. Hope you can hear me. All right. Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah. We got you we good. Got you. We got you good. All thanks. Right, thanks Dan, for joining. Yeah, morning. Uh, good morning. Good evening. Yeah. Thanks for so joining us. Hell of an introduction, Izzy guys. On the show. Thank you very much. <laughs> uh, might be a slight delay, but we'll work with that. Yeah, mate, uh, everything's good in your world. The injury's healed up and you're getting a bit of time at home before Christmas. Yeah, everything's going well, mate. Thank you. I like a um, couple of weeks ahead, which is uh, which is always good. Prepping for uh, uh, the next tour to Barbados, uh, making sure my rehab's going extra good just for that. Uh, the tour to Barbados, is that a cricket trip or is that more of a social event? <laughs> <laughs> no, mate, fully, fully fledged <laughs> cricket trip, mate. Very, very focused on that one. <laughs> oh, fantastic, mate. Um, obviously, uh, we've got the Ashes going on at the moment and the boys head into um, head into tonight's game, the Pink Bull Test Match there at Adelaide after a pretty tough first Test Match. You've been covering it up there with BT Sport as well as a cricket yeah. pundit, which, which is great to see you doing that. What are your thoughts on how the boys might be able to uh, line up in this one, bud? Yeah, it was a tough, tough first watch. Obviously, um, I mean, we had one good day out of four, um, which isn't always ideal. But you know, I think I say four, but three and a half. But it, I don't know. It, it's going to be a tough one. You know, their bowling attack is absolutely phenomenal. So I think that's where it's going to be going to be won or lost. I think our batters are going to have to try and get us get a toast on the board. But we'll see which which team we go with as well with with Jimmy and um, and Brody back in the side. Two hugely kind of successful guys, but. You know, I'm not sure our bowling was 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 too bad in that first. That's the thing. We actually created a few chances mm. and and did a decent job. So I don't know. I, th- I think with the bats, where it's going to be one of us. Well, who needs? Uh, hey, Jason, is he here, mate? Great to have you on the show. I was watching that Test match, and um, 
yeah, you're right. Like the bowling side of it, I thought Mark Wood was bowling really well and they, they put Australia yeah. under a ton of pressure. But in the batting side, apart from Joe Root and Darwood Milan in their second innings, there was no one else. Who are you hoping to see and, and, and some expectations we can look to that's got a bit of talent that we haven't quite seen yet? Yeah, well, I mean, I'm obviously very biased. I've got, um, got my boys, uh, Popey and, and Rory Burns in there. And, um, yeah. you know, I kind of want, I'm backing them. And I like seeing Popey in that side. He's a, he's a, he's done some incredible things in the county game here in, in, in England. And he's an, except once he gets going, he's good to watch. You know, he plays all around the ground and, and kind of keeps the game going, which is always exciting. Um, so I'm, I'm hoping for some some time at the crease for those boys. And, and to be fair, like our, our middle order there, any of them get in and get going, it's exciting to watch. So um, yeah, I think it's a it's a big test match for a lot of them. To be honest, it's a big test match. Hey Jay Roy, what about um, Josh Hazelwood? Out, he's a gun as well, especially in the pink ball test Man. match, delivering it from that height. Yeah, Jai Richardson comes in. Do you think the boys will be will be happy with that, even though Richardson bowls smoke? I don't know. <laughs> Jai bowls rockets, bro. So you're kind of like, you might get a few more scoring <laughs> options, but he's, he's getting it around your chin and he's, he could break you. So, I mean, it's, it's what, what do you want? I think Josh is, is incredible. He doesn't miss his area. Um, to me, one of the hardest guys to score off, even, even in, in white ball cricket, he's, he's, he's found a way to just come in and just hit a zone and make it tricky for us. So, um, I think yeah, I think obviously Jai's Jai's an incredible bowler, but yeah, Josh Josh will be a bit of a miss for them, but still, mate, it's still a serious attack, isn't it? Hey, Jace, mate, you're a South African-born English, so surely you yeah. threw the oval ball around, brother. So surely, well, give us a little run. <laughs> you play a bit of code back in the day, and how'd you go, mate? I was, uh, you know what? I'm glad I actually chose cricket. I look back now, I go down and watch my boys play down in the, the local rugby club, and mate, honestly, I swear to God, I'd get broken in half now. I don't know how Baz <laughs> ever picked up that ball again. But um, yeah, <laughs> no, I, I love my rugby. I love, I love my rugby. He's still going. Yeah, no, he's he's mad. Yeah. he's mad. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'll, um, I'll, I'll definitely want to pick it back up um, later on. But um, I love I love rugby. Loved rugby. Um, played a lot of it growing up, and in a South African family. And dad was a huge advocate of the game, kind of pushing me towards that 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 pathway. Yeah. But yeah, I think chose. Um, chose a small round one in the end and tried my luck with that and so, so far so good 2019 final South Africa versus England <laughs> where were you yeah. sitting you have half and half shirt or what <laughs> mate I don't know <laughs> I was uh, nah, I, um, my dad my dad got a bad uh, got a rude awakening he came and he came and watched with me and he turned up in his in his like green chinos and a certain South African rugby jersey and a South African flag and hung it up in my lounge and I tore it down I said what are you doing take that out of here man like come on um and uh yeah I had my I had my England jersey on and supporting the boys because uh, like yeah yeah I've been here since I was 10 so it's a bit different so but he was mate and then they won should have seen the carry-on holy oh mate <laughs> Honestly, I, I don't reckon we I don't reckon we spoke for a couple of weeks I think I was just like what what, what is wrong with you like a, yeah. but yeah that was that was uh. tough to take Hey, uh, like man. hey, is just to give you a bit of background as well on J Roy. So J Roy's yeah. like heavily tattooed, um, drives a yeah. Harley, uh, family man in that, but uh, drives a Harley, bangs sixes for a living, 
Um, and there's a great photo on his Instagram of uh, when we're in the UAE. We're at the hotel they're staying at. It was like a real sort of uh, Ibiza moment where he's standing up in the DJ's box with his arms raised. <laughs> and all I could think of yeah. is, is he dag wishes he was right there right now? What a spot, bro. <laughs> I was making something good out of nothing. We're in a bubble, just oh mate, wishing our lives away, and I was just up there, just cracking out some tunes. So yeah, you know, you got to make do. <laughs> yeah, you two get on real good, I I reckon. Uh, hey, Jace, um, just uh, just talk to us, mate. We've had um, we've had some some cool people on the show over the years, and there's been a little bit of chat around your um, one day and and T Twenty side as well with some of the guests we've yeah. had on. Can you just uh, go and Give us a little bit of an insight into that environment that you guys have got within that group. You're led by by a good good mate of ours, Owen Morgan. But but what is it which yeah. is so special about that team, and, and why is it you've been able to achieve what you have with them? Yeah, I, it's a great question, mate. To be honest, I think the um, I think from the beginning when we when we first started and I first got kind of called up, um, it was against uh, it was actually against the Kiwis and we the first series I remember Morgs coming up to me and just saying, Look, mate, like no matter what happens this series, that like, we're backing you and um we've seen what you're about, we know you're picked for a reason type thing. And I think from there on in, that feeling of kind of having someone like him um backing you, uh, no matter what and you, you kind of that fear of failure goes out the window a little bit. So I think mm. for us to have carried that on, um and play without that that fear of failure was a huge thing and and we just carried that on and we learned on the job and there'll be a lot of series where we were bowled out for I don't know, 100 120 but then somewhere along the line we'll make know, 360 370 um possibly even in the same series so like we're quick learning but that's because i think that fear of failure wasn't really there um mm-hmm. and also the environment we're all, we're all very honest with each other we kind of we pick each other up um, when we're down and, and if we're not kind of pulling our weight in training or probably not doing the right things, someone will have a word along the line and it's just a pretty cool place to be. It's like an enjoyable place. You, you kind of, you wake up in the morning for training or whatever and you, you put the jersey on and you kind of look forward to turning up, which is, which is a pretty cool feeling. So um, it, it's quite hard to kind of put a, put the finger on why it's kind of been created. But I think back for right from the beginning with Morgs and like you said, he's a top fella and, Everyone respects him quite a lot, a lot, so on and off the fields, which makes a huge difference. I, I think if people talk of, about rivalries, and there's a big one in Australia at the moment, England-Australia, but I feel as of late, the Black Caps-England rivalry has come of age, particularly in the big stage. Mate. We've had, we've had yeah. our wins, we've had our losses. Mate, how have you enjoyed that rivalry with the Black Caps? Mate, we always have such good games. I don't know, like it's crazy. We 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 always have these games. We just like what? Is, something always happens. It's but it's just mad. I mean, don't have to obviously remind about the the 29th World Cup, but everything <laughs> else around that, even at the start. No, but that's not even that's neither here nor there. Let's not talk about that. But um, especially on a New Zealand radio show, let's keep that quiet. And, uh, but yeah, we just seem to have good games, man. We just need to have really good games. And like, I think the, like all the matchups and all the stuff that goes around cricket really works well. Um, but also the strange thing is off the field, it's probably the, the team we get on the most with and we have the best banter with. Mm. It's, uh, it's pretty cool. Yeah. yeah Very cool. It looks like we're too. Uh, yeah, both teams are uh, they're very similar, actually, led by 
similar people in terms of their cricketing kind of thought process, but yeah, that's uh, very true. Live their lives slightly differently, Morgs and uh, and Kane, but uh, both absolute <laughs> champions, mate. We're gonna we're gonna let you go in uh, in just a sec, but talk to us, your family man. Now you've got the kids and and yeah. the wife, and everything's everything's good with life. And what do you got planned for Christmas? Mate, everything's good, mate. I've actually got my got the, got a second one on the way. Due literally any time now. She's due oh. New Year's Eve, so. I'm running around the house just trying to trying to get, get it done and not doing not doing too many things right as you as you, as you know like it gets to a pretty tough period for them so um, looking forward to number two coming along and yeah that's really? that's all I'm doing I'm just we're just Good prepping luck. for that yeah 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 you yeah. have to get a sidecar yeah, yeah, for yeah, the Harley yeah. <laughs> 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 no so that's it mate that's all I'm doing I'm just uh, prepping all of that sort of stuff but, Harley yeah, be changed. gone mate lots, it's old lots wouldn't it going on. No, absolutely not, mate. That'll that, that's sticking around for good. That's been there's been a few conversations where that's got to that's got to go. That's got to go. Nah, you're having a laugh, mate. That's staying. That's <laughs> <laughs> no chance. But yeah, it's uh, all's going well. Thanks, mate. Everything's everything's very well. So, Jace, just before we let you go, we get a lot of guests on, and like we had a guest on before, and they ripped me to shreds. They pay me out. But no one's come on the show and shared a wee yarn about Baz Skip McCullen. And he's not perfect. He's not the perfect man. I can tell you that right now. Have you got something you can just tell? To just just get that little shine off his, off his forehead that I can see in the camera. Is there something know, that you mate. can just share? This isn't good. Jeez, I don't know, mate. I think it was... It was always, it's always, uh, he's always been a guy I've looked up to, and kind of the way he plays his game is, is pretty, pretty special, and he, and he draws crowds. But I remember I played with him in uh, in Dubai, and I was quite young at the time. I was probably remember with Lahore Kalanders, and uh, we're in Dubai there with Rusty Elliott, Grant Elliott, and uh, yeah, we were. Um, I turned up, and I think you know it's going to be awesome sort of playing with Baz Kalanders. Anyway, we spent a few nights together, and I quickly realised that this is being a professional cricketer cricketer is hard work because this, if this is what the best in the world are doing every night going out to these long dinners and having long lunches and enjoying <laughs> them i was like i can't keep up with this <laughs> I, was like, I can't keep up with this mate like what am i going to do like i'm turning up the games i'm thinking geez i'm not sure about this like how and then he goes and peels off some runs like he's like everything's right as rain i'm like what's going on i'm so hiding in the back and a cold towel on my head um <laughs> But no, I, I, I don't have too much dirt on him, man, just other than he's, he's pointing me in the right direction and the way to be kind of yeah. outside of cricket. So, yeah, all good. Thank man you, by night, man by day. Thank you, <laughs> Thank you Jay Roy. I'll, I'll, I'll sort you out <laughs> for that later on. Much appreciated, brother. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, know, oh, I was a bit concerned there. But anyway, hey, um, mate, we'll, we'll let you go, Jay Roy, but we really appreciate you jumping on uh, online and hopefully the English boys can... Um, can put up a, a better fight this time around, get themselves back in the series. Yeah. But it's great to hear that things are going well with uh, with the family and all the very best for the for the second birth uh, coming up as well. And thanks, it's bro. great to see your family's growing, mate. So all the best. Yeah, thanks, bro. Cheers, yeah, no, good chatting, guys. Thank you very much. Legend, awesome. Jason Roy, absolute ripping bloke. He is hard case. Honestly, you two together would be dynamite too. So he's a good man. He plays the game the right way too. Fours, sixes, running around and diving around in the field and uh, enjoys the company of his teammates too. He's an absolute legend fella. That's fantastic. I didn't realise that his wife was pregnant again, so that's great. Two kids 
just about on the cusp of Christmas slash New Year too. That's going to be a busy time in the in the Roy household. World Cup winner Jason Roy joined us from the UK. We are coming up 8.20 here in the morning on Baz and Izzy for breakfast. Still got plenty more to come. We've got, uh, we want to hear from you actually a little bit later on, around 8.40. Jump online listen, and give us a text on double eight double three, or maybe give us a call on the Kennard Tire Rusty phone line 800 150 text line. Grant Elliott, Rusty Elliott. Ha, ha, ha. Great interview, lads. Love listening to you. Thank you, Grant. You're a good man. We, we, we appreciate you too. Not sure if Grant you heard the part where we talked about how Izzy's going to towel you everywhere in the Black Clash when you come on. He's going to just Dolly's, launch Dolly into Elif- you. Elliot. Dolly Elliott. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's going to see off for Tory. He's going to see off Bond. And he's going to climb in boots and all to Elliot and Mattress McCullum. That's, that's the matchups <laughs> for our man Izzy Dad come Black Clash time. Right, we'll be back very shortly. We've got our TAB live update coming with Paulie Mawati. It's a big thanks to Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day. 26 minutes past eight in the morning here, Thursday the 16th of December, our second last day on Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SNZ before we hand over to the summer team. Louis Herman Watt and Tony Kemp with a little bit of Ricardo Ball to see you through the summer month or so. We've got Paulie Mawati on the phone for our TAB live update. Bet live on your favourite sports with the TAB app today. Good morning, Paulie Mawati. Morning, Bears. Morning, Paulie. Paulie. How, how good. <laughs> Alan from Fakatane. How good. <laughs> how good was that? Yeah. Hey, Jordan <laughs> tried to give us a touch-up. He tried to give us a touch-up. Reckon Dude, we're standing know. on the top of the, the yeah. building just throwing money off. But I thought it was glorious. What do you think? Yeah, I, I thought. No, I, I thought you were a wee bit stingy with your clue there, uh, Baz. I thought you might have said something like over twelve and under fourteen. <laughs> something. Yeah. Oh, it's phone, it's phone I a thought friend, about it. Phone half a friend. <laughs> I thought about it. <laughs> I imagine what Jordan would have said if that was the case. I reckon Jordan. Oh. Anyway, what have you got for us today, Paulie? <laughs> uh, what do you got? Oh, well, it's a second Ashes Test. Starts later on, of course, the pink ball uh, in Adelaide. We've taken a $2,000 bet on England to win that second test at $3.60. Also taken a Ooh. 2K bet on the Aussies to win at $1.49. So a bit of an even spread of money uh, in that head-to-head. We've also got a number of power plays on that Ashes test. We've had a $500 bet on there to be under two and a half wickets on day one in the first session. So under two and a half wickets, day one, first session, $500 on at $1.85. And, of course, we've also got a bonus back promotion on that second Ashes test as well. Head to the TAB website to check out all the T's and C's. There's some big boxing bouts coming up this weekend as well. Of course, Parker up against Chisora. We've had a 5K mm. bet on Parker uh, to win that bout at $1.53. So early money with Parker. 5K at $1.53. And, of course, David Nika is also fighting this Sunday. He's very, very short, $1.03 to win his fight. We've got a boxing bonus back promotion on five boxing uh, bouts this Sunday. I've just mentioned two of them. Head to the TAB website to find out what the other three bouts are as well. So, yeah, there's plenty on, especially Kiwi-wise, with uh, Parker and Nika fighting on Sunday. Yeah, mm. 5K. 
five k bet on mm. it on Joseph Parker. That's strong. Dollar thirty. Dollar fifty three. So Dave Nicky just wins, obviously. Dollar oh three. Multi them up. Lads, did you see that multi I stumbled across? And Paul, I don't know if you've seen yeah. this. Uh, yesterday, someone has lumped through the TAB New Zealand. Um, I think it was ten grand on a multi Derek Chisora into Tyrone Woodley. They were both paying about three dollars something. That is loose punting. Crocky Vicks. Yeah, Santa's going to need a big sack to get all that cash to that. To, re- to return a hundred k, ten thousand dollars. Derek Chisora three dollars ten. Tyrone Woodley three dollars twenty five. Two leg multi ten grand to return a hundred rack. Gee whiz. I'm, I'm not going to say it can't happen because crazy things happen in boxing. But yeah, you've he's got a big set to put ten k on that. <laughs> big set, big sack. Crikey, Santa's in for a big one. Thank you very much, Paul and Whitey from TAB. Live update. Of course, promotions and play and hundreds of sports markets to choose from. Visit tab.co.nz. Please gamble responsibly, R18. And to all those folk down there in Canterbury, down there on listening on 1260 AM, I'm just joking. We can laugh. I love you all down there as well, okay? We're just having a laugh. Right, it's 8.30 in the morning. We're off to Trudy with the news for Kubota. Together we are shaping and building New Zealand. Baz and Izzy for breakfast. 28 minutes to 9 o'clock before Stephen McIver takes over after 9. 0800 150 811. The Kennards Hire phone line is there for you. You want to come up and tell Jav about how you're going to run on the field as a streaker then start smashing him around the field? Harry Javelin, Grant Elliott. We're gonna we're gonna call him up and we're gonna get Izzy to run through exactly how he's gonna pull him apart in not too long. A couple of sports headlines to get us through, lads, and a couple of monumental moments. Lewis Hamilton's received his knighthood. So here's a consolation prize. You miss out in controversial fashion to Max Verstappen, which is a great result for Formula One. I think everybody enjoyed it and just took it for what it was. So he's missed out and he's gone home straight away back to the UK. And Prince Charles has um, given him the honour. He is now Sir Lewis Hamilton. And I don't think anybody would ever question what he has given to services of sport and Formula One. Uh, Seven time in a row winner of the Drivers' Championship. I mean, yeah, talk about the technology and, and Mercedes' advantage as much as you want, but... He's still a cool, calm, elite athlete of the highest order. So, yeah, congratulations to Lewis Hamilton. And congratulations to the whole Cody, the whole Taylor Fano. Cody Taylor has re-signed through to 2025 off the back of guys like Artie, Sam Kane. You've now got Cody Taylor locked down, which is very, very exciting for New Zealand rugby to have that stability at hooker because Dane Coles is getting on. Cody Taylor isn't young himself, but they want to know that with those young hookers coming through, which there is a bit of a depth there, and I'm sure Izzy will have a word on that in a second, but Cody Taylor to be locked in for another four years is great news. So congratulations to New Zealand rugby and uh, the Crusaders because he stays on. Very important leader in that Crusaders group, isn't he, Is. Yeah, he is. He is. He's a good. He's a good leader. Uh, but yeah, look, it's it's fascinating. Eh? They're, they're doing long term deals. Like a four year deal, a few years ago was few and far between. You no, know? now they're they're the norm. They're the norm. Lock long term uh, contracts for these players, locking them in. Just with the threat that is around the world at the moment, Japan, 
uh, you know, the French league, the English league. Um, yeah, it's good. I'm really, really in, uh, enjoying the, the signings. And they'll be locking in a few of the younger players as well. But Baz, Baz, before we get to <laughs> Rusty Elliott, we've got a wee bit, a bit more of a plan c- to put together, haven't we? We do. We do, because I've got, mm-hmm. I've got the bowling lineup, mate. I've got the Black Clash bowling lineup, Team Cricket. I've had to, yep. I've had to big borrow on steel to be able to pull off this level of preparation. But listen okay. to this lineup, and we're going to go through it in some detail shortly, because I, mm-hmm. I think I've got some plans for you. Bond, Mills. So Mills we didn't know about. Kyle Mills. So Shane Bond, pace mm-hmm. and in swing. Kyle Mills. Yep. Kyle David Mills, bounce and outswing. Jacob Oram, yep. bounce, presents the seam. Danny Vittori yep. just attacks his stumps. Mattress McCullum, he bowls free hits. Grant Elliott, right arm <laughs> filth. And how's about this one? Oh, maybe a little bit of Craig McMillan as well. High on aggression, short spells only. Ooh. Craig McMillan. Yeah. Yeah. Fitness could yep. be a concern. And then the last one. Okay. Tom Walsh. Yep. Tom Ooh. Walsh. Right yep. arm round, as it was put yeah. to me by. <laughs> My spies, right arm round. Yep. He may have a slight concern okay. being able to get his timing of his release of the delivery, but right arm round, Tom Walsh. So mm. it's a well-balanced, varied bowling lineup. They're missing a left arm seamer. Um, mm. But there's, there's certainly some aspects there which I think we can look to try and target and, the, and attack you there. Yep. Is. So, just so I just need set up. I need set up. And plan for Mills, please. Set up and plan for Mills. Little outswinger. So am I, am I, am I going a bit more leg side here? Yeah. That's good. Yeah. That's good from okay. you. See, you're thinking now, mm. eh? you're going mm. a little bit more leg side. What you can also yep. do, yep. you can just open your front your front foot a little bit. Give yourself a bit of clearance because yes. you want to be able to throw your hands Not full chanda Paul. Not full chanda Paul. No. Just quarter chanda Paul. Just slightly, ever so slightly. Maybe just like two inches, okay. your front foot, so two yep. inches behind your, your back foot, okay? So you slightly open, mm. have two eyes on it, yep. and then if he does get anything to swing away from you just outside off stump, you can really throw your hands at it to try and carve him through point because okay. you like cut shots. You like hitting I that cut of yours. Mm. Yeah, so you want him to try and bowl the top of off stump, and rather than be worried about that, you want to use it as an as a area where you can attack. You see what I'm yep. saying? Because then Millsy's going to have to come a bit oh, yeah. fuller. And mm. if he comes a bit fuller, it's he's not as dangerous as swinging it from a leg. You know what? So you want to try you know and knock what? his One of my him off his best leg. shots. Best shots. Outswingers. Outswingers. Daggy. Like you said, a little bit open up, a little bit open up on drive. And you know how he steps through onto that front foot and just release it? Love a little on yeah. drive, mate. That's <laughs> a tough shot against the right arm outswinger, though. You want nah. to, you want to ah, I loved that? it. Okay. Well, hey, if it's in your if it's in your game plan, I don't. I'm certainly not going to take it out of it. Okay. If you're confident with I'm that, I'm just shot, vividly remembering this this time at Lindisfarne, and he had a little outswing on him, and I just stepped that one leg through the on four <laughs> Smithy on the boundary. Well done, Daggy. <laughs> if only we got those compliments from Smithy these days. Right, we'll come back and continue. <laughs> To put together a batting game plan for mm. Izzy Dag very shortly against a very, very well balanced lineup. Yeah.
plenty of variety amongst that lineup, but with some areas where we can attack. We haven't even started talking about ground conditions yet. Ooh, this is you're gonna go in so prepared. And look out, Grant Elliott's coming back on the other side as well. It's eight thirty nine in the morning here on Baz Izzy for breakfast. We'll be back very soon with the hairy jab. Coming up quarter to nine in the morning here on Baz and Izzy for breakfast. Give us a call anytime on the Kennard Tire phone line 0800 150811 or keep your text flooding in double eight double three. We are just a couple of days away from our, well, we're, what, three hours and 15 minutes away from finishing up for the year. And then we're going to hand over to the summer team, Louis Herman Watt and Tony Kemp with a little bit of Ricardo Ball to take you through the month around the festive season. We're going to be joined right now by Grant Elliott, the hairy jab, T.S. Elliott, a fellow mm. SNZ man. It's great to have him on the phone. He can't bear mm. listening to us dissect his bowling lineup, and he wants a piece <laughs> of the action. So very good morning to you, Granta. Hey, Hello, fellas. How's it going? Yeah, I, I turned on the radio on the way to work and uh, was listening to you, and I just heard... My name, and um, I think uh, Izzy was calling me Dolly Elliott. Um, <laughs> and I know there's been a lot of chat about targeting me as a bowler, but you boys have been busy. Um, I heard uh, in the office that you've got a new little cult um, by So You Think. Is it uh, yeah. the news? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, by So You Think. That's right. <laughs> it's going to be a champion. It's going to be a champion, Grant. Yeah, nothing gets like past me here, boys. So I've got my ears close to the Ooh. ground. But I think when it comes to Izzy's batting, um, and, I mean, we have done analysis on some of the rugby players, um, mm -hmm. we actually don't spend a lot of time on Izzy. Uh, he's one of those players that we, we, we don't actually... We don't have enough footage to be able to go through, you know, where his weaknesses are. Uh, the general message is, I mean, some players we might go, listen, we might have to go a couple short and then try you know, fit the stump outside, swing it away. Um, whereas Izzy, um, I'm just looking at the notes from last year and it was just full and straight. <laughs> so Grant, um, Grant, your see, bowling lineup. That's for you. <laughs> your bowling lineup, Shane Bond, Kyle Mills, Jacob Oren, Daniel Vittori, Mattress McCullum. Tom Walsh and Grant Elliott. I mean, realistically, is he? He's going to lay off Vittori, take <clears> him for six and over. Uh, he's, he knows now his plan against Bond, Mills, Orem. Um, Tom Walsh is a little bit unpredictable. You got a little bit of Craig McMillan in there for his aggression. He's, he'll he'll bowl six short balls and over, and then run out of steam. And then you've got yourself a mattress. So, <laughs> I, I guess I guess there's a target. There's a target on your back. Yeah. He's going to look to try and yeah, take see, you downtown. See, that's where you're wrong, Grant. That's where you're wrong. <laughs> yes, I haven't had too much time in this in the middle. It's not my fault. It's not my fault. Jason Spice couldn't hit a hit a fly if he wanted to, but that's okay. That's okay. I've got a plan now. I've got a plan now. Mills, left stump, slightly open, cut shot, strength. Daggy's cut shot. Yeah, Vittori got me last year. Arm ball. Didn't pick that. Doesn't turn it. I've figured that out now. Bondi. Off stump guard. Onside play. Very quick. I'll see that from Milo. He's old. Vittori. Off stump. Doesn't turn it. Play in the V. Play in the V. Orem. Deep in my crease. Bounce is his strength. Back foot play. Pull. Hook. 
whatever, back foot all day. Elliot, dollies, swing for the hills. Mattress, toes a wiggle, toes a wiggle, bat off stunt, attack first ball, down the wicket, no spin. Smack him over his head. So you two are my target. <laughs> I mean, I think huh? one, of, one of the things I've been really disappointed in, besides your batting, which has been extremely disappointing for the crowd, I mean, they pay good money to go and see you in the middle, Izzy, and you haven't really delivered. So I, I do hope that you deliver this season. But I'd love to see the rugby boys out the night before. Um, I always sort of scan oh. my eyes around at about 9 p.m., and there's only cricket players. You've all gone to bed, or maybe you're having a little clandestine net session. I don't know what it is. Um, you're, you're Mate, pretty, we um, all can't. Uh, <laughs> we all can't be yeah. the, We all can't be styrus the virus carrying around shots for everyone. Going, hey, get one of these in ya. <laughs> well, actually, that that was a good story. So Cyrus uh, played last year, and he thought, well, it'd be a good idea to try and get the, the rugby players a little bit tanked. So he started buying shots for everyone. But you guys had all disappeared, so he ended up buying them for all the cricketers. Didn't help. <laughs> <laughs> and you stole one. Didn't help us at all. <laughs> have, um, you no, been, be have you been challenge. preparing for this game? Have you been training, um, Grant? Oh, no, I haven't been training. I mean, I train uh, once every two weeks with my cricket team, the old Table and Cricket Club, um, which mainly is me throwing to them. Um, and while they, we try and sort out their techniques, so you're more than welcome to come to those next sessions. But no, it's just <laughs> it's mentally getting through that first night for me, Baz. I mean, we heard Jason Roy at the Lahore Calunders, and that brought back some good memories of how to... Um, play on and off the field. <laughs> yeah, you're also a member of the Lahore Calunders, and uh, we also enjoyed ourselves on those trips as too. But uh, Grant, so you're uh, so you, you're working throughout the, the Christmas period, mate, or are you just on holiday? No, so I'm, uh, I, I had a little bit of a sabbatical, so me and Dan McCarty are back on SCNZ on the Saturday fish this Saturday. We're going to play a, our oh, nice. Christmas Buster special. I think our last hour is going to be the, the best interviews we've had. Um, and then um, I'm doing a little bit of commentary for Spark. So we've got the test match, new test match, um, and domestic cricket. So it's good to have cricket back for the summer, Baz. Missed it, missed it a lot. So I never thought I'd enjoy you know, commentating test match cricket because you know what my um, concentration span is like. But love, love Test cricket, and um, right. I'm really looking forward to seeing the the world champion Test uh, cricket team out in action, and hopefully everyone can come and support the Whitecaps. Yes, yes. it's gonna be great. Hey, mate, how'd you enjoy? I must, I must say, I really enjoyed you and Dan's buddy core on the SNZ throughout the T20 World Cup. Did you enjoy it? You enjoy giving this, giving the call for SNZ? Yeah, it was good. It was long. It was long hours, is he? But, um, uh, mm. I mean, I actually said to Dan McCarty, I, I said, feel you, brother. these are the biggest biggest games I've ever um, ever called. You know, you're calling the World Cup and doing it from New Zealand. So yeah. you really do get the, the full sense of, um, you know, that patriotism and the way that the, the team 
perform in world uh, tournaments is just amazing. Always step up. And, you know, there's a, mm. a huge opportunity for the White Ferns as well. Uh, leading into this season, they're rebuilding their team and there's a World Cup coming up in New Zealand. So, um, you know, also the women's team is, is hopefully going to be a lot stronger and learn from the lessons that they were probably taught by the English team recently. So we've got it's such a rich period for New Zealand cricket and I know Baz always talks about it as well, but you really have to enjoy this period as a as a Black Caps fan because there has been some mm. lean periods and this is um, a golden age for our team and our supporters and just have to get behind yeah. them and enjoy it. So any chance you get to, to watch Test cricket or one days or even the domestic stuff, I think uh, it's a great opportunity for both men and women's teams. Spot on, mate. Well, thank you very much for joining us this morning. We're going to crack on, as as you will well understand, being a radio man yourself. Cheers, now, Rusty. But, uh, yeah, well done on all of your commentary alongside Daniel McCarty as well, especially considering that English is your second language. Thanks heaps, Grant Elliott, for joining us on Baz and Izzy for breakfast. And we'll catch up Thanks, with you very Alan. soon. We'll be back See on the, the other mouth. side. <laughs>